Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. There's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through Again, for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find us at the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Uh, tonight, we will uh, have some analysis of the first presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump. And we'll have that tonight. Uh, now, I don't have any audio clips, uh, perhaps for good or for ill, uh, but I'm pretty sure everyone uh, listening to the show tonight has uh, heard them in one uh, way or another. Uh, plus, I don't want to take uh, time playing audio clips, uh, for the most part, away from uh, any commentary that we might have. Uh, we'll see how that uh, works out for tonight. We can always do uh, another show with uh, the audio there uh, and make commentary that way. But, of course, there are the other debates that we will uh, do. So definitely uh, we'll uh, do that tonight, and we will uh, want to take your calls at 347-945-7428. I want to go ahead and uh, welcome uh, the people who are already uh, with us, and uh, also that includes uh, folks in the line. So if you'd like to chime in, just push the one on your number dial, and I'll get you into the show. Uh, and I want to see Carolyn there in the chat. I want to say hello, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. Hopefully you'll be able to stay with us uh, for the duration, or you could give us a call at uh, 347-945-7428. And if you want to chime in, just push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you into the show. And so also uh, with checking out the Patriot Journalist Network, also check out our website at www. BardsLogicPoliticalTalk.com. Uh, one of the pages you can see there is the Bards Logic Newsroom, where you can have a plethora of articles and videos to watch, including the top article, which is UPI uh, C Voter States Polls, Donald Trump ahead of Hillary Clinton in Electoral College. And perhaps uh, we'll do uh, kind of a little thing we play on tonight. Uh, we'll see on how things go. 
on where we're at, according to the polls, for the Electoral College. Uh, but that's one article you could see on the website on the Bard's Logic Newsroom. Of course, we also have live uh, – it says Bloomberg TV there, but actually it's uh, Newsmax. And so that's something uh, that I guess when we were working on changing that in the website, uh, we didn't get a chance to change that title. Uh, so, but that is actually not Bloomberg TV. That is Newsmax TV. So, uh, apologize, and we'll uh, be able to fix that. And also, uh, you can share tonight's show, whether you're listening now live or you're listening on the free podcast with, here on Blog Talk Radio or the free iTunes download. You could do that. There's also a tweet on the homepage. Uh, where you can tweet out the show to all your followers, as well as uh, you can by email by going to the contact page and scrolling down uh, where you'll see the title of, uh, well, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to people who did uh, the website because for some reason, let me check to see if they updated it. I apologize for that, folks. Let's see. Yes, it looks like they did. (laughs) So, great. And it looks like we do have the live uh, Newsmax TV. It must have just taken a little bit of time to update. So we do have it updated. So it's great to check that out. And you can also share the uh, tonight's show by going to the contact page there on the BardsLogicPoliticalTalk.com. And so uh, we'll uh, we'll get into it. And as I said, I do see folks in the line. Push the one in the number dial when you're ready uh, to get in. I know we'll uh, also hear from uh, some of our panelists as well once they uh, get into the call. And so one of the things when the debate started, you know, first you think, oh, it's going to be on Fox News. That should be, fa- you know, at least fair, more fair to Trump, right? Well, Lester Holt was on there, the NBC News guy. And, you know, I put out some tweets, you know, even before the debate and asked, do you think this guy will be fair? Uh, as we've seen things play out, uh, perhaps not. There were some questions he asked me, like a birther question. As I said, you've heard the debate. Uh, but he you know, brought up the birther question, you know, and he, to Donald Trump. Also, of course, you know, his tax returns. And then Hillary Clinton, as you know, you know, trying to put some, you know, doubt on as to why he hasn't uh, given over his tax returns. And I, we'll talk more about that. And in response to what she said about him having something to hide or whether he even paid taxes or what that matter. And I've I've talked to some friends who are leaning towards Hillary Clinton, unfortunately, uh, because of that issue. Oh, my gosh, you might end up paying taxes. I'm sure they'll make more pay about that. But anyway, you know, the Lester Holt, so unfortunately, not as fair as we'd like. I don't think anyone here is surprised by that. And so, you know, I mean, he didn't bring up Benghazi. He didn't bring up uh, immigration, really. He didn't say anything about that. That might be left for another debate. Uh, but, you know, of course, the emails weren't brought up. Clinton's uh, foundation wasn't brought up. Uh, but those are topics that I think Donald Trump himself could have uh, brought up, but he didn't, and, and I don't know why. Uh, and, yeah, and Carolyn puts here in the chat, uh, and thank you, uh, Carolyn. You know, no one cares about his tax returns. And since you brought that up, I'll go ahead uh, and do that until uh, we have some folks uh, getting ready to chime in. We can talk about whatever parts of the debate they want. Because as I stated earlier, well, I don't have audio clips. Uh, maybe we could do that in a subsequent show, but we are uh, 
maybe we'll have that for other debates. Yeah, I'm working on having uh, Virgil Goode, who was the Constitution Party presidential candidate in 2012, to come and give commentary with us and analysis on the second debate. Uh, so looking forward to perhaps having him on. He was also a member of Congress from 1997 uh, to 2012, I believe. And so we'll, uh, or 2009. And then we'll uh, look forward to hearing him on the show. But anyway, back to, you know, Lester Holt, not asking this question, but Donald Trump didn't either. I don't know why. I don't know who uh, were the people who were coaching him. I think he could have been stronger on that. Perhaps he's waiting for the third debate. Uh, let me know what you think on that, folks. Or maybe he was waiting for the second or third debate to bring up those topics because, as we know, the shortest memory here in America is political memory. So perhaps he's thinking, well, if he you know, unloads his guns now, he wants to keep his powder dry, as uh, my good friend uh, Mark Prasik from the Patriot Journalist Network uh, would say. And waiting till closer to the election so that would be something more fresh in people's minds. Because a lot of people, they don't even start paying attention, if you could believe this, until the debates. And, and that's why I thought, you know, I really would like to have had him, you know, make a really strong showing. Now, a lot of people say Donald Trump, and you, this might make people angry, and, and please, you know, when you, when you call in at 347-945-7428, uh, tell me what so, but I think Hillary Clinton won last night. Oh, my gosh. No, not last night, Monday night. And a lot of people are gassed when I say that. I think I think she won, but of course, because when it comes to this type of debate, in my opinion, and here's an analogy I'll use, and you know, the setting went out there, want to correct me if I'm wrong, it's almost like taking a, a pro football team you know, and Hillary Clinton, that's Hillary Clinton, to a, you know, the analogy I used today uh, was with a college football team. I mean, you expect the you expect the, the professional team to win. And I'm not saying that to denigrate Donald Trump. I'm just saying that, as he pointed out during the debate, she's got 30 years, you know, of probably 15 presidential debates or, or, or types of debates under her belt when he's only been doing this for 15 months. So there's no way to, you know, denigrate. Just she's, you know, more experienced with doing debates. So I think that experience did have her win. I do. I think it's going to move the needle. Uh, we'll find out, you know, in a day or so. Uh, I don't think it's going to do much, uh, but you know, we'll see how we'll see how that pans out. You know, I know there's some of the polls that are getting close. I mean, you got polls, to my understanding, are close in uh, Colorado, are close Wisconsin. Uh, I think it was Wisconsin I heard is, is close within a couple points uh, and, you know, other swing states. There's even some talk going around that she may even be getting Hillary and may even be blown, not blowing off, but, you know, not going to pay as much attention to Ohio. And she may even think Ohio is a lost cause, which, I mean, that's that, that's one more state that he would need to get would be Florida, which I think he's got a good, good shot of getting, you know, getting Florida to win, as I said, uh, perhaps later on tonight. You know, I'll try to put some numbers together and, and see where, where we would come up with uh, the Electoral College count. We'll uh, see how much I'll be able to do that behind the scenes. But we'll see, and we'll see how much this uh, debate uh, affected. So I do see folks on the line. Push the one on your number dial when you get in, and uh, we'll get, get you in. Now, the topics that, that they covered, and, you know, we'll do this in no particular order. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
is you know you you know they talked about the uh, you know trade really you know Trump you know talked about trade but they talked about you know the economy of course uh, talked about this and foreign policy uh, they mentioned a little bit about gun control you know national security where speaking of national security once again I don't know why he didn't bring up the emails all that much except about tax returns uh, where he said. You know, well, I'll do that. You know, but we've we've heard that before. We, you know, nice. And I, I do see Susan on the line. We will get you in, Susan, uh, shortly. And then, okay, now I was reading something. But anyway, and, and so we kind of, you know, when he used that kind of uh, to get off the tax, you know, but you know, the tax issue about him bringing his taxes. One thing that was new, and I definitely want to talk about this tonight and see what people think, is when she's trying to alluding to that, well, what has he got to hide? And I'm not saying Donald Trump has anything to hide, uh, but what do people think about her comments? And I think that's a good segue uh, to, you know, I mean, I know you guys don't want to hear me talk all night, and frankly, I don't want to hear me talk all night either. And so let's go ahead and uh, bring in Susan, because this is a uh, a show where we have conversation, conversational shows, one of the one-sided shows. So let's go ahead and bring in Susan, get your thoughts. And what do you think about uh, her saying that perhaps Donald Trump has uh, something to hide by not showing his – and one of those things she alluded to is that he didn't pay any taxes, which, frankly, this might, I don't care if he paid taxes. I really don't. Would I, if I could not pay taxes, would I? Sure. Of course, you know, then I could spend my money on other things, you know. I mean, I had an idea about, you know, taxes. Maybe they, they're too bad they don't let check the box and say, okay, this is how my, this is where I want my taxes to go. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and uh, say hi, Susan. How are you tonight? Hi. Well, I'm tired. <laughs> um, oh, I had a really long week this week myself, and it's continuing on, but we're going we're gonna to go uh, trudge through it. Go ahead. Okay. Michael Savage. He could barely stand watching the debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump because he said she knew how to trigger Trump and drag him off balance. Some of the world's best psychologists advising him before the day, he claimed. And they knew what to get, what to do to get Trump to take the debate. Plus, I've read enough articles that she had a wire and a thing attached to her, and so she was getting cues throughout the thing. <clears throat> and he also looked silly when he kept leaning forward, but they had fixed the thing to make it look like she was taller and he was, you know, and so it didn't, you know, that didn't help him anyway. He had to keep leaning forward and <clears throat> all that. But um, Savage gave an example. When she said to him he inherited $14 million, she was, uh, won the debate from the beginning. He took the debate and she threw him off the map. He was in balance from that point on. She knew he would defend his father. Uh, why? Because he has character and she doesn't. She's a low life and no character, no character at all. He, on the other hand, according to Sarah, Well, she was very smug, as Kathy in the chat points out. And he has great pride in himself and his family, so he fell in the trap. But uh, he, he should have said, by the way, Hillary, who would you leave your fortune to? Someone other than Chelsea? And then right over her again and say, <clears throat> I mean the fortune you and your husband made while you were Secretary of State, hearing big donors. Yeah. By doing that. Didn't they leave the White House broke, supposedly? What? Didn't they supposedly leave the White House broke? Uh, well, I'm sure. 
awarding them huge State Department contracts, answer that question, who are you leaving your money to? He didn't. He fell in a trap, and he started to defend his father. He was on the defense, and that's what Savage says. And we all know that the best defense is a good offense, which the Seahawks need to remember, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Seahawks, you know, they're – I think the whole team, uh, you know, kind of disregarded the, the the national anthem, but we're not going to talk about that tonight. And I also want to welcome uh, Kathy in the chat. Uh, chat. chat. I uh, want to say welcome uh, to you, and uh, here's some comments there. Uh, and one thing Carolyn brings up, and I agree, and I really wish uh, Newt Gingrich would have ran this year just so he can debate Hillary Clinton and utterly destroy her uh, the way, uh, just as Carolyn said here in the chat, uh, and then a point that Kathy brought up as, as her view of Hillary uh, was she had the polished talking points. And, of course, she had all this time because she's done nothing campaigning-wise hardly. She's had all kinds of time to prepare for the uh, the debate. And notice, you know, she had to put a caveat in preparing to be president after, you know, she hasn't really been doing that. She's just been, well, not doing much. So she had plenty of time to get polished, as Kathy pointed out, uh, on her talking points. Uh, and Kathy continues to say that she felt that Trump was uh, talking from the heart and uh, also puts the Marxist victims say he, I guess she's talking about uh, Trump, hates America if he doesn't pay taxes. And she says uh, she tells him both shirt because we are not in Bard's logic after dark yet. <laughs> so go ahead, uh, Susan. Oh, that, that. I finished the thing about about Trump, and like I said, I I feel that he's right that he put him on the uh, the defensive instead of on the offensive, where he was attacking her, and that is not the way to do it. Now, does he have to be rude when he attacks? No, because Hillary has had run-ins with both Rand Paul and Ron Paul, and she she didn't know how to deal with Ron. She could only praise him. So he's got the best. They run in hordes, and they just love him. And, and someone spoke out, which is in this kind of hearing, and he goes, uh, oh, don't encourage him. It won't take much. But she was praising him and his, I mean, what else could she do? The man's you know, faultless, pretty much. So, I mean, there is a way to do it, a classy way, and and still flip the throat open, so to speak. You know, but you don't, you don't make it. Some of the times when he's done some of his stuff, it's been, and with her, you can hit her on the head and be subtle, you know, and uh, that's what he needs to do instead of defending himself constantly. That's just, of course, she was cheating, and we all know she was. She's got those wires. She's got this. She's got that to help her out. But um, Oh, yeah. Did you see that picture of of, of someone? There's a picture someone posted on Facebook uh, where it appears uh, that she has something, you know, appears that she's got something on her back. Did you see that? Like under her, under her, yes, her I, shirt or coat? I did. I did. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, always, I said maybe it's a tail, but. I mean, in card games, people have cheated. Sometimes they get caught, sometimes they don't. But if it's possible to cheat at a card game, then it is possible to cheat in a political debate, for pity's sake. So, you yeah, know, that's really all I got on yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I, I did. I did not right, watch then, the debate. You're gonna chastise. Oh, you didn't watch the debate. Sure. 
I was so well, tired. I, maybe... I fell asleep. And if they're well, lucky, I thought maybe... the Seahawks play, <laughs> because I went there watching oh, the Seahawks. Sure. <laughs> it was only the Seahawks. Uh, but, you know, but 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 after the Seahawks, how can you? Uh... You know what they did? How can you still support them? Hey, that was a bad rumor. They stood their arms linked, linked in solidarity. They did not kneel. They still throw their flags. They still play the anthem. And they, you know, I see nothing wrong with them linking their arms to show that they black, white, black, white players intermingling, that they get along and care about each other and got each other's back. I think that was a wonderful way to express it. Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see I... how that uh, we'll see how that how that one pans out. But um, anyway, that's not the that's, that's definitely not the topic uh, of tonight's no. show. Uh, now we we'll, 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 yeah, of course, definitely watch the debate, and I'll watch the other ones on there. And uh, you may come come into something, but we see John wants to get in, uh, so let's go ahead and get John uh, into the show. Uh, thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, thank you, Robert. Um, kind of. You're welcome. And did you watch the debate Monday night? I did. I watched it on C-SPAN. I like C-SPAN. I'd rather hear it directly from the horse's mouth as opposed to all these other secondhand people trying to spin it to their favor. But. Um, so who do you think won the debate? Fact, I, I'm with you. I think that Hillary Clinton was better prepared. But see, that, that really, when you talk about who won the debate, it really depends on who's going to be the referee, what's your basis of references to the criteria. And I'm looking at it, and That's I'm going true. like, well, I like, I like Trump's policy positions better, even though he wasn't as very good of a presenter. She was a better presenter, but I think her stuff falls flat because she just can't back up anything with any credibility. And I, I, you know, I have trouble with Trump too, but anyway, for his taxes thing, I'm, I'm, I'm like just with him. I'm like, Hey, my lawyers and me think it's best to just leave it the way it is right now until this audit's complete and finished. And then I'll release my taxes. But there was a time there that I really felt he lost an opportunity or he wasn't paying attention or something whenever she started trying to throw the stuff in his face about, oh, I know all these different people that you stiffed, you know, they did work. Oh, yeah, yeah, I almost forgot about that. And I I was sitting there rooting him on saying, come on, Trump, you got to have a great comeback for that. And to me, I was like, this is a Reagan-esque moment. He could have now. I'm, I haven't sat here and really planned this or tried to figure out the exact wording. So bear with me and just go with the concept. To me, he would have done a Reagan S and says, "Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Another politician who likes to do crappy work and charge you for it and get paid anyway. Wouldn't you all like to have your money back for all the years of her crappy service?" <laughs> Cause, you know, well, that's that would have been thing. a great comeback most line, John. <laughs> most of these people would have been they, – they just think that if they go in there and do the job, then they automatically are worthy of all the pay. I'm like, no, if you don't do the right job, you don't get to keep the job. You go home, and we get to, we get to ask you for your money back or our money back because you didn't do the right. But anyway, there was a few opportunities like that that I was thinking, come on, Trump, you got, you got some great killer – you know, comebacks for this, but 
unfortunately, I just don't think he you was think maybe prepared. it's trying to act too presidential, perhaps? I don't see how that, what I was just saying, could be unpresidential. But then again, he does have, like I shared before, I think he was born with a silver foot in his mouth. He does have, he does have a way of words that, for some reason, just don't smack as a character of, of um, presidential quality for me. Even though I like his positions on 90% of his position better than anybody else I've heard so far, but I still haven't heard enough from Daryl Castle and Tom Hoflinger or these other candidates that I think are probably even more well-equipped to be a constitutional president. And Trump, he says stuff that just makes me think he's going to go right along with all the NSA nonsense. He's going to be another little dictator then once he gets into office, we're going to have a police state because you know all these people that don't like Trump, that are hard, uh, you know, just real into Hillary, they're going to think the system's rigged if he wins. But then the people that support Trump, if she wins, they think that the system was rigged in order for her to win. So there's going to be some terrible uproar going on after the election, no matter what. We can't win for either one of these candidates. Our like you said before, Robert, a couple, two or three shows ago, I think it was, the people that we have to blame for the candidates right now is the Washington elites because they tried to rig the system and corrupt the system and the billionaire to go in and work the system the best way he knew how and still get positioned to do what he's doing right now, even though he may not be a favored candidate. But and, and you know what? I, and you know what I think a lot of the. And you know what? It, but before I forget this, I, I, you, you know one of the things I think the pundits kind of miss, uh, you know, and, and on their commentary, because I'm sure you know people here have been listening to them, is that when he brought up when 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 Bush, I mean, I'm sorry, when Trump brought up, you know, with with the email, not the emails, well, the hacked emails when she's trying to say, oh, the Russians, the Russians, uh, hacked into the DNC and trying to link, you know, Trump with the Russians. And, you know, when he was like, look, uh, with those emails, you know, it was discovered that, you know, what they did to Bernie Sanders, and she had no comeback whatsoever for that. No com- no comeback about what uh, those uh, DNC emails, those late DNC emails uh, discovered about, you know, what happened with exactly in the point with what, that's why I'm bringing this up now. I hate to interrupt you, but, but, but that's in point because, what, the way it was kind of rigged for Hillary Clinton uh, to win, and he pointed out, and she said nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't hear anybody making any comment on that. Talking about whenever she said, "Oh yeah, I accept. I made a mistake, and I accept the responsibility," and that was pretty much where she left it. Well, and, but when when Trump uh, brought up about the the DNC and how things pretty much you know was rigged against Bernie. She didn't. She didn't deny anything. She didn't say anything about those comments, and I don't. I don't hear anyone talking about that. Yeah, well, like Trump said, most of the national mainstream media is in her back pocket for whatever reason. And you got to realize, or at least I'm trying to realize, Donald Trump is is an anomaly in the system. All of the rest of the down-ballot candidates, even in the Republican Party, are still a part of the establishment nutbag group for, 
at least 95% of them anyway, there might be a few standouts that truly are freedom, liberty, you know, independence, loving kind of people. But the rest of down ballot, whether it be Democrats or Republican, they're still all corporatist global governance nonsense. So it's going to be a lot of status quo, and they're going to try to prop him up as a dummy to take hits. And they're going to continue to pass what they want to pass, and, and they're just going to let him look like a blathering idiot up there because they don't care about him, and they know he's just one vote. It's just like, if, can I kind of jump off the subject for a minute about this um, this Senate 2040 JASTA bill they passed today? Because it ties sure, in. Go ahead. Well, okay, go this ahead. is something not some of the shows like Lou Dobbs and different people, and, and I've tried and. I try to call my congressmen and senators and stuff and talk about this stuff because I'm wanting them to do the right thing. Well, in my humble opinion, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, uh, Harry Reid, Barack Obama, all of them got a backroom deal that they did in secret, and they said, hey, on this uh, new bill that we're getting ready to pass that gives all of the victims of 9-11, their families, the right to sue Afghanistan, we're going mm-hmm. to use the reverse psychology. You, you were a psychology major, right? Political science. Oh, political science. Okay. I thought I heard you say one time you studied psychology. Anyway. Oh, no, that, that, was, uh, that was probably one of our guests we have come on, uh, you know, periodically, uh, Dr. Tolbert. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I thought it was you. But anyway, no, that's right. the whole thing of it is, I think, and this is just my opinion, anytime anybody, if you guys listen out there, if you're listening to the podcast after or if you're live right now, you know, don't forget to call in the Bard's Logic and help us figure this stuff out. You know, the phone number, 347-945-7428. Give us a call because you're, you're important too. But anyway, it's my humble opinion that – Obama, Paul Ryan, um, all these big wigs, you know, Nancy Pelosi and stuff, they had a secret backroom deal, and they were going to play a reverse psychology trick on the American people because they knew a lot of the Republicans and stuff wanted to vote for that, but they didn't want it to come across as if um, they were going along with President Obama. So what they get to do is say, hey, Obama, you go around telling everybody you're going to veto this plan so that way all of these people's families that were, um, you know, had members die in the Twin Towers can't, they, you know, want to sue Afghanistan or whatever, or Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Thank you, Sue. Then um, we're going to play it where I'm going to veto, you know, President Obama, I'm going to veto it, everything, and then you guys overthrow, overthrow my veto to the sympathies of the hearts of the victims and their families. But, but the sad part of it is, is nobody's reading the small, fine details of that particular bill, because now it's going to end up in the international courts, whether either the ICC, Interpol, or the Hague, those kind of groups are now going to over our country. And any kind of questions on those kind of issues will now be a one-world corporate global governance. So it's one more step towards global governance. Because they could have still figured out a way to get the deal worked out with these foreign countries on those kind of deals without doing this global contract type thing. 
so I think it's all just a setup to take us one more step further, just like the internet deal, where they're you know oh, yeah, getting, that ready mm-hmm. they're getting ready to try to give over the ICANN um, NTIA contract to the UN for that entity to oversee the domain names and all that. It's the same kind of scam to take us closer and closer to the corporate global governance and us losing our national sovereignty. But anyway, with Donald Trump and them, you know, on the debate stage and stuff, she's playing him for those kind of things, and he's not seeing an opportunity to really bring that out. And I think that's a part of what the mainstream – Media is hiding from the mass public, and the mass public, if they really knew the tricks and scams that these people were playing on them in order to kind of silently move us into a corporate global governance and lose your independence, they would be totally against some of this stuff. You know, when, when Hillary Clinton says, you know, the United States, we got to, you know, we have to let other countries know that, you know, our word is good, and this is what you talk about NATO. Yeah, uh, I'm like, really? This is coming from the person that can't be trusted for anything that comes out of her mouth? Go ahead, Susan. You're going to say something. Oh, um, I have another article that I had. Did you know that an NBC staffer who was dressed as a FedEx delivery person bought a package to Hillary's campaign manager? And everybody I heard, I heard, I heard about that. I heard about okay. that that she might have gotten the interview questions prior to the debate. But first, I did, and I definitely want to talk about that because I've seen that as well. Uh, now I haven't found anything to corroborate it, but I definitely want to hear more about it. But first, let's hear from the Patriot Journalist Network. You're not just listening to a show; you're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team, grassroots, conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at PatriotJournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle. And definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriot.com. Journalist.com. And now let's go ahead and hear more about that. So first we got, you know, the apparent something. And as I said, I, I thought maybe it's a tale uh, that we, someone had a picture of uh, Hillary Clinton and she had, of course, her, her red or pink suit coat or whatever you want to call it, where it looked uh, apparently that there was something uh, stuck in the middle. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a spine break, who knows? Uh, maybe that's oh my gosh, maybe that's how she was able to stay on her feet for ninety minutes, and she had some kind of back brace that enabled her to do that. I think about seriously, they made a big deal about oh my gosh, even even some supposed uh, conservative or or Republican pundit was supposed to be like, oh, uh, the, the health debate for Hillary Clinton is over. I mean, she looked energetic and blah blah blah. I'm like, she stood on her feet for ninety minutes. So what? <laughs> you know, ninety. And if you look at her eyes, her eyes looked really bloodshot. At least I thought they were. And now you got the thing, you know, on her back. Who knows? Maybe it was. Some said, "Well, maybe she was getting fed answers, and she was just repeating them." I don't know about that. Uh, I suggest maybe it's a tail, um, you know, that she's she's got, and she's really, you know, one of those V visitor people from that show years ago. Um, and then also, and then you know, maybe as I said earlier, maybe a back brace. Who knows? Uh, but now we're also I, I did hear or see an article also 
uh, that perhaps she was fed the interview questions, which wouldn't surprise me because she did look very scripted. Uh, fed to her as well. Go ahead, Susan. Well, uh, the, the moderator, he favors Democrats, and when Bernie Sanders, you know, he went he went in favor of Hillary and went after Bernie Sanders' people, and he interrupted Donald Trump nine times, and only once was Clinton. So, you know, that was in her favor. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, moderate, the moderator, uh, the, the, oh, that what they deliver, they don't ever deliver directly to the campaign managers. That's another thing. Uh, so, yeah, Donald Trump got six questions about his taxes, his comments on Hillary not looking presidential, and, of course, the birther issue. So how many follow-up questions did she get from Mr. Holt? Uh, well, none. Not a single one. So they were definitely favoring her. So you can criticize Trump all you want for his certain things, but you got to – and her eyes, you know, when I looked at certain things, her eyes looked down a lot. So she had certain numbers, a cheat sheet, whatever you want to call it, in front of her. She had that thing. In yeah, some were saying she even had some, like, hand signals that she was giving to them, like, when she was, like, touching her nose a lot or something of that nature. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust her. I mean, and, and she had easy questions. You know, there was nothing about Benghazi, the email scandals. Nothing damaging was asked her, but everything on to Trump was asked from his books, taxes, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, for not watching the debate, I actually have read quite a bit, and it's, it's amazing to me what you can find out without even having watched it. And Donald's oh, yeah, went out show audio times. His mic went out. And everything, you know, where her, she didn't have any problems. This is all a setup, and hopefully he'll be more prepared to know that it was a setup next time. I would bring my own private microphone in case something like that happened again. So um, I, I just, I just don't think it was right. But you know, that's how the liberal media works. We know that. We know that they, they, they cheat. They. And on her back, a microphone receiver. That's there's another one on it. Um, it was a device to Sister Parkinson. Some people claim. Uh, so we don't know if she has Parkinson's or was cheating or what. I mean, that's the big question. We don't know. We really don't. Either way, it's not good. So. Yeah, and they never even mentioned anything, of course, about, you know, the the pay-to-play. I mean, even that's what's sad. I mean, Trump didn't even bring that up. I don't know why Trump didn't bring it up other than, you know, he wants to keep his powder dry uh, until maybe the second or third debate. Maybe. We know, know that she has a lot of health issues from a fatal blood clot behind her knee. Uh, it was removed, and now this, she's had uh, at least 10 health issues. So she's not a healthy person. She's not really not. And that Bill Clinton is using her so he can have his power back and other people are. It is, you know, I don't like the woman. I despise her. I can't stand her. But, you know, that's still wrong. You don't, if you care about people, you would never, ever do that. I'm just. Oh, but he, there's no love between those two. <laughs> I know. Go ahead, go ahead John. Oh, go ahead. Susan, then up, John, because I know John was a uh, chime in with something. 
Oh, that was just for me. I, 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 if she doesn't know that she's being used by a lot of different people, then she's really stupid. Maybe she don't care. There's a lot of people being used. It seems to me, and this is just my own humble observation, that early on, whenever Trump tried to give her a compliment and saying, you know, basically, is Secretary of State okay as the way to address you? And, you know, they seem to be cool with that. I think he thought that was going to kind her, kind of make her chill out and be kind of more respectful than what he ended up getting. And so, therefore, he kind of laid back thinking it was going to be a little easier task than it was, and then he got caught on the ropes, and he could just never get back up to his feet again. So he just kept trying to get back on stable ground, and and she just was a lot more prepared to keep him, you know, kind of off kilter. And so he felt like he was having to try to figure out how to fight back defensive the whole time, and he never did get to more of a – Offensive style of, of of debate. Yeah, and then just as Carolyn points out in the, in the chat, you know, towards the uh, end of the debate when uh, Hillary was going off on his views about women, and come on, can we really call Rosie O'Donnell or whoever? I'm just kidding. But uh, woman, okay, uh, and then bitch. Yeah, with Bill, with Bill Clinton being the biggest womanizer. Uh, and he could have. You're right. You're right, uh, Carolyn. Uh, Trump could have said a lot of bad things about her, but you know Chelsea was there, uh, and, and I think actually his daughter and Chelsea are friends. How that happened, I don't know. But he didn't. I think he thought, you know, let's try to look presidential on the high road, and and he probably is a new Gingrich. Uh, you, you know, said that was probably the highlight, and, and I, I have an audio. Perhaps I'll play that later. Uh, where he said that was the highlight, probably of. Uh, you know, of what Trump did at the debate, I, I kind of disagree. I think uh, the highlight uh, for Trump was when he mentioned, look, you know, 30 years and look where we're at, you know. And, I mean, I, how many times have I pointed that on the show? It's like, you know, we've been talking about the same topics for 30, 40 years. When the hell are we going to start talking about something else? You know, nothing ever gets solved. I mean, she and she's been there, you know, all that time. You know, and still, we're we're still talking about the debt. We're still talking about immigration. Still talk about unemployment. You know, we're still talking about, you know, somebody trying to blow us up. I mean, it's it's always the same topics for the past 40 years. Let's talk about something, you know, like advancing, you know, our, our, our technology, advancing space. I mean, hell, even Obama talks about that. Well, not space, but even Obama talks about, him, you know, you know, bettering our technology. Yeah. Can I jump in? Yeah, good. In, in in fairness to everybody on all sides of the debate, though, um, it's like some of those particular things, it's kind of like trying to blame Bush for everything about the war. I mean, you can't you can't just – there's a Senate and, a, you know, there's the Congress with the Senate and the House that are full of people, and then all the bureaucracies that got their different special interests – they're supposed to be, you know, leaders in that particular department for we the people. But for some reason, everybody that gets into office gets bought by the multi-billionaires for some reason. And then they change their whole principles and values and ethics and throw them out the window and just start pandering to the wealthy um, campaign donors. But um, in all fairness, we know it doesn't matter who's in the office as a president, they still have to be able to work with everybody else. And if we aren't um, realistic enough ourselves to understand that, 
then we don't even have a leg to stand on because that's partly why Trump has survived where he is right now is because our Republican Party was so crooked and full of nefarious mischief creators that, you know, we're trying everything we can to get somebody other than the establishment in there. So, you know, within reason, I take that with a grain of salt because Hillary Clinton may have been in there, but she still had to fight with all these other people. And that even if Trump gets in there, like I said just a little bit ago, he's going to be fighting all the Democrats and the establishment Republicans that we didn't, we weren't able to replace with, you know, people that were fight for independence, liberty, and justice for all. And as long as they're cronies, then Trump's going to be in that same situation four years down the road if he does get elected where everybody's blaming him for everything and he can't control everybody's job and every agency. Of the, that's our responsibility to go out and kick their rear and make sure that they're doing our bidding and stop passing it, which I'm a latecomer, so take that with a grain of salt as well because the first 15 years of my life I did not care about politics and didn't want anything to do with it. And then when I get into my 30s and 40s, I'm starting to see this stuff. And now here I am getting closer to 60. I'm like going, man, I was an idiot. I should have been paying attention in high school or junior high. Well, high school, whenever I had my first government or civics class. And I turned my back on it because I thought it was boring and useless. And I felt I could trust the people in office because I figured, hey, you know, they got to be good, straight people. Why would all these people vote for a bunch of crooks? Well, I was wrong. People get lied to during campaign mode, and then when they get elected, they do different stuff. So that's why they keep getting elected, and this process ain't going to change until we start figuring out how to change the rules to make every congressional or every person that we elect responsible to each and every one of us constituents. So therefore, they can't say, oh, well, you know, I get to do this, and, you know, I'm not held to account to the voters except every four years well, gee whiz every four years they turn around and just manipulate us just like obama think about it obama was talking all this different stuff when he was in campaign mode before he got elected and then after he got elected little by little he just went all crazy so and i mean well they thought that you know race relations would be well and they thought oh my gosh once obama gets in you know race relations in the united states is going to be the best it ever has well, I think it's uh, race relations in this country has been uh, the worst it has since, since the '60s. And, uh, yeah. and so we got uh, someone I'd like to call who's called in, uh, and I believe that's our friend Cindy. And I do see other callers. Just push the one on your number dial, and I'll get you into the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, welcome Cindy. But before, real quick, I see it's at the corner of the hour, so it's time for a little plug uh, for folks. So remember that this, all these shows are podcasts. And you can get them free download on here, Blog Talk Radio, as well as if you are an iTunes user, you can get uh, not only this, not only uh, this podcast for tonight's show uh, on iTunes, you can also download all of the episodes on dial uh, on iTunes for free. So check that out, uh, as well as uh, share the links uh, and tell people about, hey, look, go to iTunes, uh, download this, and you can. Listen to it in your car, on your smartphone, or you can even download it to a CD uh, in order to uh, listen to it that way. Uh, to share it to your friends and invite them to come on uh, to the show as well. And also visit the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, check out the different pages. And so let's go ahead and get in, Cindy. Thank you very much 
Cindy, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Well, you can imagine I'm a little ticked off. Um, I'm in the I'm in my car. I'm hoping that my phone is going to stay on for a little while longer. It's the battery's about to die. Anyway, Uh-oh. obviously, Plug in obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't right now. Obviously, he sandbagged. Now, question is, why did he sandbag? And I think his biggest advantage. I mean, excuse me, his biggest disadvantage, the most um, significant disadvantage he had last night was being coached by Reince Priebus. He needed to stay the heck away from Priebus, Reed, Boehner, O'Donnell, excuse me, whatever. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyway. Why why did he not have Gingrich coaching him? Go ahead. Well, that's a really good question, and and I don't understand that unless uh, Gingrich was not available, um, because he he totally let her get away with everything. Now, you suggested, and probably a lot of other people are suggesting, he's waiting till the next couple of debates. He want he didn't want to crush her in this debate because he'd make a martyr out of her, and everybody would feel so sorry for Hillary that, um, you know, they would just be against Trump. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that viewpoint. Um, I don't think that's a good strategy. Yeah, we don't need another Romney. Well, here's the thing. Last last night or Monday night, we had a Super Bowl-sized audience. You're not going to get that in the next couple of debates, okay? This was the big one. This is where he needed to unload his ammunition. And you can do that in a way if it is just facts. You don't have to tear into a person personally. You don't have to make personal accusations or anything like that. You just mention the facts. You just start listing the facts. And if you look at the missed opportunities that he had last night, um, Susan uh, mentioned a couple of uh, – one or two of his missed opportunities you did and and John did. Um, And and I just just look at – you know, I wrote down a few. I'm not home, so I can't write – I can't look at them. But, I mean, I'm thinking about that one comment where she said um, (coughs) – Words matter. She kept saying, words matter. Oh, and I'm wow. like, okay, you talk about a, a setup. All Trump had to say was, wait a minute, Hillary, words matter? I thought you said, what does it matter? Didn't you say, what does it matter? Because your words were a little bit wrong. In fact, they were lies. You thought it was a little bit – no, it didn't matter at all that you told a lie? Hillary, yeah, I agree. Words matter. And I stand by my words, and I'm sorry, but I can't stand by what you did. Um, and there were several things like that that he could have said that would have torn her up by just speaking the facts. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to uh, call her any names or anything like that. 
so I was I was quite disappointed. I was at a big party. I was at a listening party, and we were hyped up. I mean, we were making so much noise at the hooligans. I'm sure everybody thought we were crazy. But anyway, we were, you know, chanting Trump and chanting this and chanting that. And, and at the beginning of the debate, we were really, you know, in there clapping for him and everything. And then as these missed opportunities would go by, she would say these things and we'd go, okay, Trump, this is your opportunity. And Mm -hmm. she wouldn't say it. And then you could hear a pin drop in that, in that hooligans where we were, because we were all sitting there thinking the same thing. What the heck? In fact, we started yelling out our answers (laughs) because we could have debated I could have debated her better than he did last night. I know more facts. Yeah. And what Trump's got to do now is he's got to get some more foreign policy facts um, that, without giving our, away our secrets, of course, because I know that's a big thing with him. But without mm-hmm. giving away our secrets, he's got to get more into facts, facts and figures in our military, facts and figures in our finances. Um, he has to get a little more specific. Now, maybe he will this next time, but at least one of these debates, he's going to have to call her out on the lies. Yeah. He's going to have to call her out on her own words. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess I was just um, I was flabbergasted that he didn't take the opportunities that he had Anyway, um, well, until I... And then someone posted a picture, you know, I mean, with things being as they are, but I just seen something uh, on on Facebook that uh, someone, and it's on the Trump Party uh, Facebook page, uh, where it looks like uh, that she may have had an earpiece, uh, and it looks like her left, uh, her left ear. I just seen a picture of that. Okay. Um, let me Let me tell you something. If you look at how I and I I went on the internet today, and I didn't have time to because I got stuck in that I, stupid. I, I, I recorded the, I recorded the debate, so I'm gonna look for that. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I tried to pick out some stuff for you, and I didn't have time to get a hold of you because I wanted you to play some of her answers. This is yeah, I should this, audio. This I apologize, how, but I figured this, everybody you know heard everything, so go ahead. Well, here I wanted you to hear how she said it. If you look at her, she's either looking up in the sky or she's looking down at the podium when she talks, okay? That is a person who's got a bug in their ear and they're listening to somebody else. And her words are like this, and then she says the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next, and there's these little pauses, and you can, you can see that she's getting fed this information, and because she she basically melted down towards the end, you don't know it because or the 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 general audience didn't know it because she had that voice in her head telling her what to say. But when she first started out, she had energy and she was giving her own words, and you could tell that what was coming out was her memor her memorization from her studying, and she was all prepared and ready to go towards the end of the debate from about the middle on, from about the middle of the debate on, she lost it. She couldn't focus. She couldn't keep on task. You can tell she was having to wait 
for someone to tell her what to say. And, you know, yeah, I we said definitely want to check. My, the, yeah, I'm going to watch that debate again and, and, and check for that. Yeah, hey. if you listen to her, um, and, and you got to watch her eyes, too. And, and I, I know there's bloodshot a lot of, to me. Okay, and another thing I wanted to I wanted you to um to put on tonight was some conversation that Michael Savage had on Monday night. Um on on Monday, Michael Savage talked about her health problems. And he said that he was naming the drugs that she's on and naming the side effects. And and those side effects completely correspond to her behavior lately. And one of the side effects he was talking about was the head bobbing. And you could also see that happening towards the end of the beat. She started doing more of that head bobbing thing. You remember how she kind of went off like crazy with that reporter right in her face and was like bobbing her head up and down like crazy and the woman like backed off and was like scared of her? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing that is indicative of this particular drug he's talking about but anyway they propped her up you know like you said they may have even had a back brace on her to help her stand i don't know i'm sure she was drugged up probably had some ribs. oh hell yeah she was drugged yeah they got her going um but she started to she started to lose it towards the end and then they had to pick up where where uh she could not do it anymore and you know that's the disingenuousness of uh, the media. It'd be interesting to see if Fox allows that. Um, they're the next debate, right? Isn't Fox the next debate? Well, well, you know, it was on Fox News this time, but they had Lester Holt, who, of course, as you know, is on NBC. And so we'll uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see who's going to be moderating the next one. Well, anyway, I'm I'm just thinking that. You know, another thing, you know, Trump might have been thinking that he would get a friendlier moderator on, on Fox. What he he may not realize, like we do, <laughs> he may not follow Fox like we do and and uh, realize how sold out to the establishment they are. They're just a show. Well, Lester Holt, he's, he's an NBC guy. He, he, he's an NBC guy, Lester Holt is. Right. What, what he's I'm from saying NBC. Is, what I'm saying is the next debate is going to be held by uh, by Fox, right? No. Oh, you mean the moderators are going to be folks from Fox? The yeah, I moder- believe so. Yeah, the moderators will be Fox moderators next time. Brett Baer is one of them, and I forget Chris who Wallace. Is. Okay, so he, Chris Wallace. he may have – so Priebus may have said to him, look, Trump, don't unload it all now. Let's wait until we get a friendlier moderator and then we'll unload, okay? I, again, with the size of the audience that they had last Monday night, I, I disagree with that strategy. Um, that was his biggest opportunity to get a lot right, of low, yeah. information, low information voters were turned in, tuned in that night. People that don't even vote were, turn, were turned in that, tuned in that night, right. okay? And, and that was his opportunity to call her out on all this crap that right. they haven't heard about because they've been listening to CBS, ABC, NBC. They've been listening to CNN. NPR. Uh, M- MSNBC, NPR. They, they haven't heard all this, this stuff that we have. 
And this was his opportunity to bring that out in the open. And I think it took, he, he allowed Priebus to convince him um, that, that it was not yeah, a good thing. Yeah, the last person you should listen to. Absolutely. I mean, I hope, I really hope against hope that he gets somebody else um, to coach him next time because that was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I want to say, I got a link here from InfoWars, and I I made a little bit bit of a mistake, (laughs) I'm going to admit, is some time ago, believe it or not, but this is a true story, I should spend more time on LinkedIn. And the reason I should spend more time on LinkedIn is Alex Jones actually uh, asked for me to connect with him on LinkedIn. Dumbass, because I'm not on LinkedIn that much. Waited three months to respond to him and connect with him. And now I've been trying to get him on the show, and he hasn't responded to any of my requests. (laughs) So I might have dropped the ball on that one. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, well, I mean, right. I, maybe I'll, I'll re, yeah, maybe I'll retry that. But I'm like, here's this guy, you know, asked to link up with me on on, on LinkedIn, and I, I wait three months to reply, and then, uh, and, and now I can't get him on the show. So maybe I, I, I well, anyway, as I said, I'll retry. But well, anyway, the, my point was, I want to thank uh, Carolyn for the link that you put in the chat. Uh, because I'm going to put that on the Bard's Logic uh, political talk page, uh, and that is the Infowars, and that's about the uh, Savage uh, interview or discussion, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, about Hillary Clinton's okay. health. Uh, so I'm, go- yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going ahead and uh, putting that on the Bard's Logic political talk page uh, as we speak. Okay. And that's so uh, go good ahead, Cindy, and then we got Kelly on the line. I'd like to get Kelly in. Go ahead, Cindy. Okay. Well, let me just mention a couple things. Um, Okay. First of all, she says, why won't he disclose his tax returns? He must have something to hide. Now, you can imagine what your response is and what mine was. Why didn't she disclose her emails? She must have something to hide. He barely mentioned the 33,000 emails and said, well, if, I, if, I, uh, if you uh, release your 33,000 emails, I'll release my tax returns. That was the wrong way to go about it because he brought the attention back on his tax returns. And then the moderator starts calling him out on it to call his bluff. Oh, okay, so we're going to make a deal now? And, and you know, that kind of shut him up. So what he had to, what he should have said was, I, why didn't you disclose your emails? You must have something to hide. Why do you set up the server in the bathroom? Now, here's the other thing. She goes on about, Technology, like when when they started talking about cybersecurity, she's going off on um, technology and how we, you know, she's trying to act like she knows all this about technology, right, and about uh, mm-hmm. computers and servers and all that. So, uh, okay, all right, you you all right, Hillary. <laughs> You know a lot about technology, but when you were asked if you wiped your server, you said what, with a cloth? Okay, that's number one. Okay. Number two, you're worried about security when you had a private um, email account that was open to the world? Are you really serious? 
You want us to take you seriously on cybersecurity? I mean, why did he not say that? That is an obvious fact, something that she did, and yet he did not take that that opportunity. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, uh, you know, she accused him of not paying his taxes, and and he says um, that makes me smart. Well, he needed to to um, expand on that. How does that make it smart? Well, first of all. He'd be a stupid well, I don't know man if he, he even got the opportunity to tell that. I don't know if he even got the opportunity to, to, to say, you know, why it makes him smart. I don't think they gave him that opportunity. No, no, you're right. But he would be a stupid man if he didn't use every single tax loophole there was because everybody else was. Every rich person that was tuned into that show last night knows exactly why he didn't pay any taxes because they do the same thing. And Hillary does, too. I'm surprised she had any taxes showing on her tax returns. Okay, so why should he be the only chump out there paying taxes? All right, the tax code was written for two two types of people, politicians and their donors. Okay, the tax code is for politicians and their donors. Why shouldn't he give get the same breaks as Congress gives to other donors, okay? And he was sick of it. That's the reason he's running. He's sick of having to donate money to Congress in order to get something done that they ought to be doing anyway without his money. So and he, mean stuff without claimed, anybody's money. Yeah. You don't claim a video what? is responsible. You don't claim a video is responsible for a terrorist attack when it had nothing to do with with the terrorist attack, you know, you, there's all kinds of things that he could have said. You, did you hear news? Let's go ahead take and, on it. Uh, yes, and I've got the audio. I may play that uh, later, but I, I want to get uh, Kelly in the show. And uh, we did have a gentleman okay. from uh, 202. He uh, was on the line as well. I uh, didn't push the one on the number dialed to know whether it's uh, getting back, uh, wanting to get on the line. Uh, but yes, yeah, so if you if you don't want to get into the show, uh, push the one on your number dial and let me know uh, for sc- for call screening uh, that you do want to uh, get into uh, the program. Uh, so just put that out there for those listening, uh, either live or, or on the podcast. If you'd like to chime in? Uh, just uh, please push the one on your number dial. And let me know that you want to get into the show. And so let's go ahead and uh, get Kelly here. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. Glad to see you're well. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, let's see. I think I want to be Hillary. Well, you know how I, I come into the show sometimes I'm jesting and such. Um, but I, I think I want to be Hillary Clinton. You do. I really do. Yeah, I, I want to be Hillary life, Clinton. Huh? Be, yeah, so here's, here's <laughs> why. Um, well, we'll get to her stamina in a bit. But, you know, she can lie, cheat, steal, and murder, and then stand in front of... Uh, American people as big as the Super Bowl and because of her composure how she carried herself and kept her head up high I think she beat Donald Trump so I would beat Donald Trump in a debate that's reason number one number two why I'd like to be Hillary Clinton is because of my stamina yes stamina <laughs> I testified before Congress for 12 hours testified before Congress before 12 hours wow oh, wait a minute what were you there for 
Why were you in front of Congress? They must have really yeah. liked Hillary. Yeah. Yes, that's why I want to be Hillary Clinton because the Congress just can't get enough of me. Twelve hours to <laughs> prove my stamina. There you go. Yeah. Uh, why didn't Trump call their call around that? What were you doing in front of Congress? What were you doing yeah. in front of Congress? Yeah, there you go. Another open. Yeah, well, what were you doing there in front of Congress for eleven hours? Say so she was sitting yeah. down, by the way. Yeah, she was sitting down. And, oh, another feature of being Hillary Clinton, I get to listen to the voices in my head. You know, a, a lady here just mentioned, Cindy mentioned that uh, she had an earpiece into her ear listening to the voices in her head. So I, I would get to also listen to the voices in my head. So a lot of features of being Hillary Clinton. But plus, plus, it does even better the next round. She'll get to be president. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. You know, she, yeah, I mean, it's like, and, and she's getting ready, you know, she was uh, preparing to be president by what, sitting on your backside and doing nothing? I mean, come on, I mean, Trump's been out there campaigning, and she's just been sitting, you know, doing who knows what. Oh, there's another feature. I mean, Trump called it out. You know, I've been busy meeting with the people and going all over, and I guess he decided to take a vacation. So I could run for president and take a vacation during the campaign. I mean, all these features of Hillary Clinton. I mean, that's just amazing. Um, yeah. Um, Trump, Trump is... You mean last week? Last week when she took off? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, when they, that's when they were feeding her all those questions when she was prepping. That's easy. That's an easy all one. What? All, all the were... stuff to know what to say and do during sure. the debate. They were prepping her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. Well, on vacation. Okay. They were prepping well, her guys... and maybe, maybe giving her a facial. Oh, another feature of being Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. By the DNC. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, we're not going to budget after dark yet. Considering Donald's... Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. Sorry, wrong term. Reaction, reaction to uh, Melanie when he shook her hand. I mean, you could just see him drooling, like, I want to make it with her. Oh, Donald got so lucky. Uh, you know, um, I wish my hands <laughs> yeah. were as big as... I wish my hands were as big as Donald's. Maybe she'd go for me. I mean, come on. Did you even Well, we're at a bar after dark a little early tonight. <laughs> Talking about big hands Sorry. and facials. My gosh. <laughs> well, that's kind of a, a woman uh, just preparing her face. I mean, that's just put makeup on. and You know, I would put the bikini on your eyes or something like that. Whatever that, you know. Put on your on back your brace. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, um, kind of mind blowing how many opportunities Trump missed there. I mean, I would have been saying, uh, like, well, we can try to talk this for twelve hours. I mean, I would have even said, I was Trump. Gee, they must really like you for twelve hours. Glad you had the stamina to go through the fight of your life, or was it the amusement? I I don't know why you were there. And of course, everybody would know. Um, but Trump, uh, another feature that may be why Trump didn't do the bulldog approach, and it was a gamble, and I think he lost. I on think this he gamble. lost with that gamble. Yeah, he lost. Well, here, here, well, here's here's where I'm going with this. According to the uh, number of sources, particularly the 9/11 memorial, when she just fell down because of her health, if he came across. You know, 90 minutes. She's got to stand up there for 90 minutes. And if, you know, say in minute number 73, she falls down and goes into convulsions, 
he could have been as nice as Charlie Brown and he would win that debate and the presidency. So maybe he was advised that, hey, look, her health isn't isn't very good. Go easy on mm-hmm. her. I was kind of thinking her, that. Her, yeah, so that could have been why he went easy on her. And, and here's another commentary I heard someone mention. So, uh, did anyone else who wants to catch this? Was anyone else catch this? Some of the commentaries mentioned that they had the temperature there said at 67 degrees. Did anyone did anyone else catch them saying that? That they did what? That the that the hall, the place that they were in, what the temperature was set to 67 degrees. What, did anyone that, anyone else catch that? They're like, man, it's cold in here. They set this at 67 degrees. Well, that's not surprising. There's cold and there's drugs. There's all kinds of ways to prop her up, and that was what the three days was bit was for was for her to get good and rested up. I'll bet she got a lot of sleep and a lot of rest and a lot of health care during those three days, besides being um, grilled, um, you know, and and drained. But I, I, wow. I really want to... Well, here's, here's, another, here's another feature of being Hillary Clinton. You get the moderator in your favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... Well, you know, like Susan was saying, um, he interrupted Trump many times and never interrupted Hillary. I think he, the only time he interrupted Hillary was when her two minutes was up, and that didn't mean anything because she kept on talking anyway. But this, right, this, but yeah, in the ahead. very beginning, before the debate, they mentioned that how cool they kept it in there. Yeah. I think John had something to say. Oh, yeah, John. Yep, I heard him too. Uh, well, I just wanted to put in a vote of confidence for all my disabled friends across America because I had a college instructor that worked out of a wheelchair and couldn't talk so it was kind of like that Stephen Hawkins guy talking to a computer and I would vote for him for president before Clinton or Trump at this point Yeah. so I don't have a problem with people taking medicine in order to take care of certain things and stuff and I, I just um, think John, that the people that are John. suffering through some of those things wait let me finish and I think some of the people that are under those kind of situations, they are actually better people than the majority of the rest of us that have full-function capabilities. John, if you listen to the Savage Show and listen to the the um, the effects of the drugs that she's taking, you would not you would not say that statement. We do not need our president to be taking the drugs that she's taking and be. Uh, susceptible to the same uh, to those um, uh, those side effects. Um, it makes her unsuitable. It makes her unsuitable to be president. Um, drug oh, is not be running a, a a dis a disability is one thing. Drugs is quite another thing. Um, the kind of drugs you take, particularly, is very important to your mental state and your your abilities, uh, your mental capacities. So, um, no, I, I, I think if you if you go ahead and listen to that, um, you know, let, he put the link there in the in the chat. He'll and Robert will have that link on his 
his um, Facebook page. You need to go there and listen to that Michael Savage interview. And because uh, Michael Savage was a um, was a pharmacology um, student, he has a master's in pharmacology, and he knows a lot about it. So go go listen to what he says. No, I, I respect your opinion. That's why we have America where we can all have our own opinions. And I probably would agree with you if I looked at Mr. Savage's information from the perspective you are. I actually know real-life human beings that are epileptic or they, like I just described about the one instructor I know. And um, the medicine and stuff, I mean, if you really want to think about it, every one of us is a chemically induced by something. If you want to think pop and sodas are chemically in making you do stupid stuff. So, I mean, at what threshold point, who gets to judge and decide what's the, a justifiable position? We all get to dis- decide. Okay, so somebody needs to are important for different people for different reasons. I'm just saying that whenever we use, when we talk about them in the in the context that we've been describing them, we actually do a disservice to the other um, disabled people that are actually great people and the um, pharmaceutical mm. drugs that they use to help them um, control their epilepsy or whatnot does not hinder them from being a better functioning human being than you or I, and they could serve as president. Well, you know, John, don't you, that um, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, when he was uh, yeah. at his worst with the polio, his wife actually was um, in in the White House doing his job, and that is very, very dangerous. I mean, can you imagine if Hillary was president and then Bill came in to do her job because she, oh, she wow. uh, her aneurysm, her aneurysm busted or something, and she's laying on, or she had some kind of stroke or something? I mean, there, if there's, there's no, no, got no. to be. I mean, people made a big deal out of Reagan's health, not, not, you know, because he was older, but he was in actually very right. good shape for an older person. He was not where Hillary is. Um, I think Hillary, Hillary is where. And, and real quick, well, and, and real quick, I'm gonna interject. Hold on, folks, I'm gonna interject here because I do want to uh, include our folks in the chat as well. Uh, and this is Flycatch, and, and welcome Flycatch to uh, the show. I've, I've seen you in uh, subsequent uh, episodes, uh, and you were here a lot. I know in 2012, so I want to welcome you back to the chat. Uh, he puts uh, or she, I believe it's a he. Uh, Hillary is on a uh, Let's see. It says. Uh, levodopa, which is used to treat Parkinson's, and uh, Carolyn uh, uh, informs us, says uh, levodopa is used alone or in combination with uh, carbidopa to treat Parkinson's disease, sometimes referred to as shaky palsy. Some patients require the combination of medicine, while others benefit from levodopa alone by improving muscle control. Levodopa control uh, allows more normal movement of the body. And um, Alicia Machado uh, says, uh, porn queen threatened the life of a judge, drove the getaway car for a boyfriend, and had an anchor baby with a drug dealer. Uh, Now, we are not in Bard's Logic After Dark, but uh, I'll say this anyway. One of those four uh, I don't have a problem with. But anyway, uh, (laughs) that little uh, funniness being said, like out of the article, there's actually an article uh, that's connected uh, with 
the the audio that uh, Nalinka said to me. So I'm going to read this real quick while we're on the topic. And this 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 really has to do less with drugs and something that, as this article says, and I have to mimic it. Says, "Wow, this is quite remarkable." It says Michael Savage is a very well known uh, radio t- talk personality. And hey, folks, remember sometimes we've been shut off too. So hmm, maybe we have more impacts than uh, we would think. But anyway, says Michael Savage is very well known radio talk personality. The Savage Nation is nationally syndicated talk show. That is the second most listened to radio show in the country with an audience of over 20 million listeners in 400 stations across the United States. Earlier today, and this was on the 27th, this article says, earlier today he was discussing his perspective on the presidential debate and giving examples of current and anticipated debate bias. In addition, the broadcast began discussing Hillary Clinton's mysterious health condition that Savage believes might be Parkinson's. Almost immediately, without any notification, New York Tri-State Area Radio Station WABC Radio TV cut Savage off the air and replaced him with the lesser-rated Curtis and Cuby show. Shortly after, thereafter, the, as Michael Savage discovered the issue and began discussing what was going on in and around the New York broadcast area, all Savage affiliates nationwide cut off the broadcast and replaced the live transmission with a recording of a previous show. Here's a recording and with the link that we got out there. And if you're listening live or listening to the podcast, probably better if you do this on the podcast, uh, which is free on iTunes and Vlog Talk Radio. Uh, as you can uh, access the link to this article and that audio uh, there on the Bars Logic Political Talk Facebook page. Check it out and do me the favor and like the page. Uh, and then anyway, so the Savage Affiliates Nationwide cut off the broadcast and replaced the live transmission with a recording of a previous show. Here's a recording of the two-hour broadcast. Today, that explains what was going on as it was going on in real time and as Savage began finding out what was happening. The explanation culminates best around the 23 minutes point of this radio. And that's uh, there's some commentary from folks there. People make comments on the article. But definitely, folks, check that out. You can find uh, the link to that article and the audio. Uh, let's see. Let's see if it goes to an audio. Uh, you can find that on the link at Blog Talks, I'm sorry, Bard's Logic Little Talks uh, Facebook page uh, there. So you just put that in the search engine uh, for Bard's Logic Little Talk, and you'll find the page. Uh, so let me go ahead and bring it back uh, to you, John and Cindy, and then we'll continue on uh, with the show. We uh, are only about the bottom of the second hour, so definitely plenty of time. Uh, go ahead, John. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you – I mean, I'm a never Hillary person, but I know this much. If Trump was in a wheelchair and had epileptic episodes, I'd still be voting for Trump over Hillary. And I just, because of the way people carry on with conversations, it automatically stigmatizes a stereotype sometimes that certain people are uneligible because of, you know, they're under medication or whatnot, or they have some kind of disability. And I just think that's totally um, losing an opportunity to the greatness of the people because most of the people that I know that are suffering under epilepsy or some kind of handicap or whatnot, they are a lot more caring and considerate and have a lot better skills at listening and sympathizing with people and trying to bring a consensus than most people I know. 
So I just, it's not that I'm against what you're saying. I'm saying I'm just wanting to make sure that we don't take it to the extreme, that we start excluding people that are really, I don't like Hillary for her positions and the fact that she's, you know, unworthy because of her con artistry lying, in my humble opinion. And that's the point well, I was trying to and, make. And, and I'm not, just, and, and I'm not discounting those, those, those folks, John. I mean, I, I've got a, I've got an aunt uh, who has Parkinson's, uh, and I, you know, and there's, you know, and I knew had knew uh, a friend who had cerebral palsy, and you know, great people that could get things accomplished. However, I, I, I think, especially with those types of diseases, uh, being the president, you know, that's not something that we could we can have somebody be the president of the United States. There's just so much physical uh, exertion. Um, being the president of the United States, and the president of the United States is, you know, you know, is the, the state's person, is the representative, you know, is, you know, is the United States, if you know what I mean, when they're representing us to other countries, you know, a lot of folks will, you know, think they have a, if they have a, a president that's, you know, that's ill, then the United States is ill. I mean, they really make that, you know, some really would make that connection. And you have to have someone, you know, who's strong. And unfortunately with these, uh, you know, these conditions, you you, you just can't uh, be able to effectively do the rigors that are involved with being the president of the United States. I do agree to a certain point, and I appreciate you pointing that out, because different um, diseases or, or illnesses or whatever are going to affect the presidency different. But just like um, Cindy pointed out about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, I mean, every person has the capability to a certain point depending on their illness or their situation. And then every president is a team. So just like when you were talking earlier about them having the earpiece in their ear and somebody talking to them, maybe we ought to have the debate with the vice president and their um, team with them because that's how they're going to be making decisions in the, anyway when they're in office. They ain't going to stand up there doing it all by themselves. Black Hotch, you know, real quick, uh, points in that, you know, of course, Michael Savage is back on the air, uh, but, you know, but not talking about Hillary's uh, help. So maybe someone got to him. I can't imagine that with, with uh, Michael Savage. However, you know, I don't know. You know, powers that be. Well, I, I have to say I don't I, I don't agree with uh, John on that last comment either. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> We're not jiving tonight. But anyway, I think that when when the world looks at your president like that person needs help, that they got to have a a vice president or or a, some kind of a, a, a an advisor in their ear all the time, um, somebody to monitor them and make sure that they don't, you know, do something weird. Um, like lose it like she does. Um, I, I I think that presents us. Yeah, look at her VP pick. My God, our weak. It makes us look very very weak, and we need a strong president. When you come up against these um, Muslims, they they absolutely. If Hillary was our president, they would have absolutely no respect for us. They have no respect for women. They would not have respect for her. And her being sick obviously sick she she would be so ridiculed by them and she would not get anywhere with them there would be no deal with them they would get everything they wanted with her um and and there no the vice president should not be standing there telling the president what to say 
um, or even advising him. The vice president needs to stay away from the president as much as possible, first of all, because they shouldn't be in the same place at the same time in case something happens. But secondly, um, because uh, he has his job and, and the president has his, and they need to stick to what they're supposed to do. Um, but anyway, um, I, I want to go, if if everyone will acquiesce to me, Kelly, I know you haven't spoken for a while, and you either, Susan, so maybe you guys could help me out and um, uh, talk about this issue. I don't know if anybody read what Newt Gingrich had to say or heard what Newt Gingrich had to say, um, but he put out a um, an Was email. Was this on Gingrich Productions? Uh, excuse me? Was this on Gingrich Productions? Was this him with uh, Sean Hannity? I uh, don't think so. Basically, what he was talking oh, okay. about was that, well, he was saying that all the pundits are saying that Hillary won, but what they really don't understand is that Trump won, because the things that Trump were saying were what the general population of the of the United States want to hear. Okay, those are the he was saying the things we want to hear, except for those comebacks that you know the missed opportunities that we saw. Uh, he was talk in our language. Hillary was off in the blue somewhere. What she was saying did not was not computing for us at all, uh, the conservatives. And in fact what she here's the thing. Yeah, how can you remember to come back to all the things she said when she's got two minutes to spout out about ten or eleven lies? You don't really have the opportunity to um to come back to every single one of those lies and, and fact check her on every single lie. And I think that was part of her strategy. Put a whole lot of lies into one place and he can only pick one or two things to come back to. Okay. The rest of it gets to hang out there and stay out there as if it's the truth. Okay. And, and, and that's one. And because the, um, um, the moderators were for, for her, they weren't going to um, call her down uh, on those uh, lies that she was telling. Um, so, um, th- yeah, we, we, we were getting what we wanted to hear, and she was spouting off what the left wanted her to hear. But there's a group of people out there, and he mentioned these, Newt mentioned these in his article. It's the undecideds and the third partiers. Okay, they have to decide whether they're going to go for Trump or Hillary. Um, when when you look at the the debate and the issues that were spoken about, like getting jobs and bringing jobs back to America and tax breaks, that all resonates with the with the middle class um, in a general way. Um, it may not resonate so much with the extremely poor who are on welfare and they want to stay on welfare and food stamps, okay? It's not resonating with them. They're getting Hillary's message. They just think that what she was saying was, I'm going to tax the rich because that's what she kept Mm -hmm. saying. But if you also listen to her speeches, she says she's going to tax the middle class, okay? Who does she think the middle class is? Where's that cutoff range? Uh, Obama said uh, he thought it was, uh, what, 200000 or something like that? Well, the thing is, he, he raised the taxes on everybody, not just people who make over 200000 So what he was claiming 
um, that he was going to ra- uh, raise taxes on the rich people that made over 200000 that was a complete lie. And Hillary is also lying. She in- fully intends to, to uh, raise the taxes across the board, everybody, you, me, I don't care who you are, your taxes are going to get raised. And if they don't get raised through the income taxes, they'll get raised through other taxes and other ways. So it is going to happen. And so Newt was saying that what the the pundits are saying, all that, you know, she won, she won, because she's so poised and so um, literate. So what? We don't really care about that. What I care about is the issues that Trump is bringing up, and that's what I want to hear about, and that's what I heard. And um, he he thinks, Newt thinks that he showed a lot of restraint by not clobbering her um, mm-hmm. when she talked when she talked about how he mistreated women, he had the opportunity, you know, to say how much she had, how <laughs> yeah. poorly she, her husband had treated and women and stuff like that. It. Yeah, and and she, yeah. So you know, he thought that that showed restraint. Well, I don't know what I think. Um, I I don't know if I agree with that or not. But you know, Hannity said that she was robotic, and and to me. Um, I, I think she was repeating something uh, coming into her ear. I think she really was. Uh, she was looking up. She was looking down. Yep. She was speaking very slowly in, in phrases. That's that's indication of by someone else. So, you know. Yep. She was. She had well, now that picture of the uh, the possible earpiece, I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, watch the debate again and really keep an eye on, uh, you know, on on the, to see if I see something in her ear. Seriously. Well, Trump should have called her out on that middle class thing. He should have called her out because she said she was going to raise taxes on the middle class. Why didn't he call her out on that? You know. Did she really? I, I don't recall her saying she's going to uh, on the middle class. Send, I thought. Um, I'll send it. There's a wonderful YouTube video out there that she, that tell, that that um that has her saying that. On the debate? No, 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 not in the debate. Oh, when, okay, okay. I thought you were referring. I apologize. No, 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 no. No, when she was saying she was going to raise taxes on the wealthy, he needed to point out that she had also promised to raise taxes on the middle class in that speech, because she did. So. um he just missed so many opportunities. I was kind of disappointed, but anyway. Oh, I was. I'll be honest, I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping she'd, like, spaz out or something, but we really didn't see anything real heavy. <laughs> I know that sounds no, terrible. No, because she was drugged uh, up. You, she's not going to spaz out when oh, she's yeah, drugged Oh, yeah, her eyes were eyes shot. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. Anyway, that's my take. Up. I sure hope it goes better next time. Yeah, you know, for the second debate, and and uh, we're gonna, you know, I was thinking about uh, having a show like right after the debate for for immediate commentary. Uh, we may do that, and as I said earlier in the show, um, got a message out to Virgil Good to see if we could get his take uh, on the next debate uh, as well. Let's go ahead and uh, bring it over uh, back to you, Susan, and Kelly, uh, and get your takes on some things. Uh, we only got about 25 minutes before going into uh, Bard's Logic After Dark or the extended period. Uh, so let's make sure we got those phones charged so we don't lose anybody. 
Uh, let's go ahead and bring it uh, back over you, Susan. I just can't get past Bill and Melanie. I'm sorry. That was the highlight of the debate for me. Maybe that's the problem. Hillary was too busy watching Bill watching Melanie, and then Trump was flustered because of all of that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It just that was so amusing. Well, really, was it? I mean, and if you talk about what Bill and who he is, that's what he is. He is that kind of a person. And he doesn't care who that woman is. And she could be Donald's wife. He's going to Google her. He, he's just that way. He can't help himself, I guess. I don't know. It's 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 amusing if it weren't so pitiful. <laughs> Sad. But uh, back to the thing about Hillary not being able to do. I agree with you on, on most everything, Cindy, but there's one thing. I don't think they're going to worry about that because who do you think is going to be running the show behind the scenes if Hillary has problems? Who do you think is going to do the negotiating with other countries? Oh, come on. Surely you know the answer. Everybody loves Billy Boy, including the women. So he's going to be well, he, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't look too. He doesn't look too healthy himself. Well, the point is he can still function. So he, he, this is all about if they can get her in, it's all a play, a play, uh, a play to get him back to managing stuff. Simple. That's his way of getting back into office. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring it back uh, to you, Kelly. And then we've got Gene on the line. Uh, I'd like to chime in. Go ahead, Kelly. I think that my one in her ear was. Uh, her loving, wonderful husband, Bill, uh, sending her little love notes while she was on stage. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be right. Uh, be right. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> and and by the way, what at this point? What difference does it really make? <laughs> yeah. 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 What difference does it make? Yeah, good point. And let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and bring Gene in and uh, what's that? I said I thought words matter. Yeah, words matter. Yeah, words matter. Or does it matter? I don't know. She she doesn't know herself. Let's go ahead and uh, welcome Gene. Thank you very much, Gene, uh, for calling the show. How are you? Can you hear me or? I can hear you. Okay, I have some comments. You, you guys have covered a lot of those because I got home from work a short while ago, and I I think you can do a de- debate two different ways because, you know, there was undecided people out there, and I think Hillary was on her own part. She was better prepared, and then Trump missed a lot of opportunities. The question is if you're undecided what, you know, if you made a decision or if you're still undecided because I don't, I think I might have to agree with the mainstream that they didn't think that Trump wanted any new people. They just kept his base, you know, like Cindy was talking about. You know, that message resonated with her. So if you look at it, well, keeping his base, and he he won that. I mean, he was very presidential. I liked that part. But I was disappointed that he missed a, a lot of opportunities, and hopefully that won't come back to haunt him because uh, they may not probably won't. I'd have to agree with Cindy that they may not be as near enough people. But I think for the medical part, uh, FDR served four terms in there. Uh, if you're kind of a 
a Hillary Clinton supporter, then, you know, there's, there will be a bill around to help her, the vice president, there'll be different advisors. So okay. if you're looking at it that way, I would have to agree with Sean that I don't think that uh, the disability law, now, of course, what the medication does, but if you're a Clinton supporter, you want you don't want Clinton in there. And then the question would be why is Hillary running so those other people can run the government, or does does he like the idea that she feels she's entitled to it, even if she's having some problems? And and then I noticed that I think that Trump had to lean over the microphone, and Hillary probably had some other maybe medical help or or some prompting. I mean, she's a professional at doing that, so she probably had to edge as far as. Uh, how to do the debate and everything. I, I think that's, those are all the points that you guys have covered so far, hasn't it? The medical, the debate, and, you know, who won it in different sense. So I think that's my basic two cents worth. Well, we'll keep uh, we'll keep your line open there, uh, Gene. So if you'd like to, to chime in, uh, feel free okay. to do so. And I do see uh, that... It's about 20, not even that, about 18 minutes uh, left of the uh, live portion of the show. I mean, it's all going to be live, but the extended period is live where it's not or recording, but it is being recorded and it will be a part of the, uh, uh, be a part of the podcast. Uh, but it will be the extended period, but if you are out there and you are not called in, uh, you will not be able to uh, listen to the uh, extended period live uh, or what we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. Uh, so give us a call at five, I'm just giving my, my cell phone number at three four seven nine four five seven four two eight. And again, push the one on your number dial. I see some folks in tonight uh, who I don't know if they thought uh, that you know they would just get in or what have you, uh, but just, it really helps if you get the one on the number dial, especially if I'm doing a lot of talking and you know can't do as much of the the, the call screening because I control everything here. No, but anyway. Uh, you know, kind of said that tongue in cheek. Uh, but anyway, uh, just give us a call at three four seven nine four five seven four two eight, so you can at least uh, listen in to the extended period. Uh, or if you'd like to chime in, uh, of course you're very welcome to do that as well. Uh, or if you cannot, uh, then of course you can listen to the uh, rest of the extended period uh, during the podcast or on the podcast, uh, which you can get free here on Blog Talk Radio as well as iTunes. And so uh, you could go ahead and check it out there and listen to the rest of the show. But uh, to be honest, we prefer you to get, give us a call and, and join our roundtable discussion. And so we've got about 17 minutes before you can do that. And so uh, let's go ahead and, and, and be welcome for you to come. And so let's go ahead and uh, bring it back to the folks we have uh, on the line. And I want to thank you very much. As I said, Gene, uh, we will keep you uh, here. And so it's kind of moving forward to the, you know, the next debate. Uh, do, do we think that, you know, Hillary Clinton, I mean, Donald Trump, you know, will hit harder? Because I certainly, and I kind of made alluded, alluded to it earlier tonight, is, you know, we, we know the lackluster performance of Mitt Romney. Not that I really think it would have made any difference. Uh, I mean, I knew Mitt Romney had no chance of beating Obama uh, for so many reasons. But anyway, do, I mean, are we, do you think we're, really, we're going to see another Mitt Romney moment? With, you know, with the next debate, uh, we'll do this. Uh, what do you think? You know, we'll do the UQ John, and then Susan, and then Cindy Ann and Kelly. Uh, do you think we're going to see another Mitt Romney, uh, Mitt Romney-like debates? 
I sure hope what do you not. What think, Tom? I sure hope not. Um, I know just to kind of play off of what Gene was saying, some of the setup may have been a propping situation by the people who were putting on this particular debate in order to make Trump look like he's slouching over a little bit, so they just make his podium a little bit lower so the microphone comes up to his Adam's apple, whereas they made her microphone come up to her chin, so therefore she stands more poised and direct and and able Hmm. to hit the microphone. So if I was him on the next debate, I would make sure that my handlers told them, hey, from the foundation of where my feet are going to be standing up to X, whatever that height is, up to his mouth, his chin, that that microphone needs to be there. So he can... He did say, some of the commentators did say that they adjusted, uh, that they did adjust the height of the stands, the podiums, I should say. Well, they didn't adjust it very well. It's like Gene was pointing out, he was stu- had to kind of slump over to talking to his mic a number of times, to, like he was bowing to the other person he's talking to, or slouching. But no, I hope we don't see another Romney. What do you think, Susan? Um, I I have no interest in anything like Romney. Uh, no. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that was, he shouldn't have even been running. It should have been Ron Paul. And he would have beaten Obama. And and, uh, there was a lot of cheating there. What? I said, you go, girl. Ron Paul, that's right. Yay! Hey, we're a Ron Paul fan. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Mm Mm-mm. And yeah, the, the podiums were deliberately. It was supposedly to because she's short and he's tall, so it was supposed to try to make things more even and make her look taller. So yeah, they they screwed it up. Yeah, that that was the given. That was that was all in different articles I read. So there you go. Then tell me what was the main Oh, yeah, go ahead, Gene. Is that a case? Of I want to make a comment. I heard on the radio the other day about Romney. There's something about they tripped him up in a debate, but the facts were not even, but even true. But uh, it still tripped him up anyway, even though it was false. Whatever they tripped him up on, and and uh, and it was never brought out, or at least it was too late. Time to brought him out about the facts and everything. You know, Don White was already with some of the stuff. They Don White. See, if they somehow trip up Trump, and then it, it's not fact got on on Hillary, and then it kind of brings Trump down enough where Hillary would win, you know, or kind of put him out of the race, you know, at a disadvantage, and then no one brings it out in time. That would be all it's in. But I don't think that should happen with Trump, I hope. But that's what they said derailed uh, Romney, though I was never impressed by him anyway. As we go down, uh, go down the line, let's go ahead and uh, what, what are your thoughts, Cindy, and then uh, to you, Kelly. Well, as long as Rents Priebus and any other um, uh, Republican establishment operatives are coaching him, he will continue to perform like he did. Um, if yeah. they turn him loose, he gets a good coach. And if they turn him loose, like she's going to... He's going down in flames. Um, 
you just cannot allow those lies to go unanswered. You can't allow her comments accusing him of things that she's done, she's doing. Right, you and that's what they that always go, use. Yeah, you can't allow that to go unanswered. You you got to a you got to go into the attack mode very soon, and I think that he may have blown his opportunity to go into the attack mode um, at the highest the highest opportunity that he had with the largest audience that he had, because yeah. those people that tuned in. Now here's the thing: political people are going to tune in to the debates. The average Joe is going to go watch Dancing with the Stars or The Voice or America's Got Talent or something like that, okay? They, when you have that kind of an audience show up at a debate, you've got people that have heard about Trump. Everybody's heard about Hillary. They didn't come to that debate to hear Hillary talk. Those extra millions of people that came onto the show to listen Very to that well, debate, yeah. came, came there to listen to Trump. And Trump, I'm afraid, disappointed them. And he may have lost his only opportunity to reach all those low-information voters who never really listened to the news much at all, but they've just heard all this stuff about Trump, okay, because he gets his own publicity. The media doesn't want to but they don't have a choice. He gets his own publicity. And so people have heard about Trump. They like what he's saying. They tuned in to hear him beat her down, and he didn't. Um, so I, I'm afraid he may have lost a huge opportunity. I hope that he can fix that in the next debate. But you know he's not going to be able to speak to as many people, so I don't know if it's going to do him any good. <clears throat> Unless they want to put their heart in and being presidential, and, and but uh, if he was kind of needing to score some points or kind of put some things out there to win new people over, and if uh, if, if Cindy is correct, then then the, the the mainstream media, you know, NBC and the rest of them, they didn't think that Trump wanted any new people, and that I would have to agree with Cindy if you go that route that he lost and told an opportunity to win. Moreover, the undecided, and I think they had two groups, undecided and something else, NBC, and he, and that he may have failed to win any of those people over. Well, when you well, have see, when you have the media so totally on your side, I mean, even Fox News, you should have heard the people Kelly had on. You know, Kelly from the Kelly Files. She was one of the people oh, that came on uh, in the post debate show, and she she had yeah, more people the on there. Yeah, she had more people on that show, on her show, talking about Hillary and, and how great Hillary did than she had people on to speak for Trump. And and that just tells me where our media is at. I mean, you can't even rely on Fox to give both sides of the of the issue. And then when you go down here, you, you this little show we've got here in Orlando, um, a local TV show, he's got a, a group of um, – voters there um and the post debate he does that to vote post debate thing you know like that other guy does on fox um getting people to tell him what they thought about different comments during the debate and he's got more people talking for trump than hillary and yet fox mm. news can't do any fox news can't do any better than that 
this guy with a real live audience sitting down in front of him with Democrats, independents, Republicans, everybody, okay, he got all kinds of good responses for Trump. But Kelly comes on and can't get any any good responses for Trump, who is supposed to be, that's supposed to be a conservative um, station, supposedly, you know, and I, you and I know no. it's not, but. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there who still think Fox News is their station for the truth, you know, the unbiased, you know, fair and balanced. They're not. You mean fake news. You mean fake news. No, they're not. They won't even allow Michael Savage on Fox. So what does that tell you? And Saudi money, you know, hey, Obama loves the Saudis. They all, who has money in Fox? The Saudi prince. Let's go ahead and bring let, let's go ahead and bring Kelly back in uh, in our conversation. Uh, let's get your thoughts, Kelly. Uh, here, okay. uh, on uh, mute. Um, James Matchett might join us here pretty quick. Um, he just called me, so I kind of missed some of the discussion. Um, I just want to be Hillary. I just you know. Um, he likes like Congress and uh, what else? Um, she, she's pretty, you know. I mean, for her age. What? She well. What? She's in her heyday, but. Uh, oh, wait a minute, pretty? <laughs> you really think so she's pretty? She was she was too difficult to look at in her in her younger days, but now it's like uh, she, she has an age well. <laughs> well. You, you, you guys do know why uh, uh, Chelsea's so ugly. Oh, now don't go there. All not right, why? Because Bill and Hale. We're not in Bard's Lodge again for dark yet. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> because what? Because Bill inhaled. Oh. Oh. Oh, by the way, do you know when Bill was in office, they made the, uh, you know, the official presidential theme song is all hail to the chief? Well, they changed it. All in hail to the chief. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't have much to say because I was on the phone trying to get somebody on the show. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Um, I do have some updates on election fraud, though, which is very frightening. I don't know if you want to wait till after hours. or. Tell us now. Well, yeah, uh, and Carolyn in the chat, we're, well, uh, just to let you know, uh, Carolyn, we've only got about uh, five minutes. Uh, if you would like to call in, we'd really like to see it, uh, hear from you, literally, uh, 347-945-7428. Uh, no need to be shy. We're all friends here. Uh, it's great that you participate in the chat. We, uh, we do appreciate that, but i like to hear folks, too. Not pushing, not pressing, just uh, I would like uh, to maybe hear from you. Uh, give us a call at 347-945-7428 because, unfortunately, about five minutes, the audio is going to uh, – she uh, <laughs> goes, I know, I will sometime, thanks. <laughs> no pressure, Carolyn. We just, you know, we just like to, we just like to hear from you as well. We do appreciate, uh, you know, your participation in the chat as well. Uh, but I do hey, like well. to yeah, hear people's voice, especially female voice. Just kidding, guys. Uh, but we we do have about four minutes uh-huh. for, uh, until the extended period. Who was well, addressing me? 
Yes, uh, John. Um, Carolyn may feel more comfortable. Carolyn, he lets me on this show. So, I mean, you would definitely be a bonus. And if you call in, you can listen into the extra, you know, hour later, the after dark session, and then you can still press one when you're ready to talk. Very good. Thanks, John. I appreciate you putting uh, the call-out number earlier uh, tonight as well. So, uh, But we do appreciate uh, you coming to the show, uh, Carolyn, and participating in the, in the chat and putting the links as well as the link that I've got on the Bards Lodge political talk page there on uh, Facebook uh, on that InfoWars article. And uh, we'll uh, do more of that. And no, well, Sandra is, also, is now sharing the post on or liking the post on Facebook. Uh, so appreciate that, Sandra. I don't know if you're able uh, to listen, but uh, we'll maybe I'll get a, a post out there to you. So anyway, so we are, you know, basically about getting into Bard's Logic After Dark or the extended period. Uh, but, uh, Carolyn, if you're not able to make it, just make sure, if you would, uh, to again uh, share the uh, podcast with folks, uh, too. Um, let's see. Yeah, there you go. She goes, hi, John. Thank you. You're right. So there you go. That's great. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, bring things uh, back to our, our topic of the evening as uh, of the debate. And, you know, do we think that uh, – now one of the things to talk about is, you know, is, you know, our health. And I'm just going to make this comment and move over uh, to the, the fact-checking uh, part of it, is that I did notice – and I don't know how she stopped it, but I did notice her, uh, like – doing her cough a couple times in the beginning of the debate. She only did it twice. And I kind of thought, okay, here we go. You know, she's going to be coughing. I could see her throat bobbing up and down. Um, wow, that was bad. But anyway, um, you know, so I thought maybe we are going to get see more of the, the health stuff, but, but we didn't. She was able to control that. Maybe someone pumped her with some medicines. I don't know. <laughs> but – but anyway, so bringing over to the, the whole fact-checking, do you think so? Did she actually have people fact-checking live during that, you know? Or did she, you think she was just saying that so that people who are watching, you know, and the people you're referring to, uh, Cindy, you know, would think, oh, wow, they're really, you know, checking up on, you know, the things that uh, that he's saying? Well, well, yeah, she'll have something on her website, you know, dissing him. You know, she'll make up something. But she, she can't actually – she's not going to fact-check any better than Snopes does. Snopes is full of their own ideas and their own uh, spin on stuff. And and most of them mm-hmm. are. Whatever she puts there and calls it fact, it's going to be her spin on the fact. So, um, yeah, she'll have something up there, and there will be something for people to read. But I tell you what. Trump has a whole lot more ammunition than she's got. So if he would use it, you know, but we'll see if he uses it. Yeah, I hope so. I was kind of surprised. I mean, everybody thought that Trump was going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's going to rip her up on the debates. And frankly, I mean, he kind of said he was going to rip her up on the debates, remember? And, I mean, even during the debates, you know, for the primary, he was saying, oh, I'm going to rip her up, blah, blah, blah. And no one would be harder against Hillary than me. Well, he wasn't really I'm that hard you, on her. I'm telling you, he started listening to those those Rince pubis establishment. Those establishment dudes got into his ear, and they're like, "Oh, look, look we're going to be on your team now, but you got to do it the way we say." 
I can hear it now. Uh-huh. And he's like, and we'll tell you how you're going to win. What, you, Carl Rove is going to go in there and tell him how to win? He hasn't done anything right yet. He keeps getting jobs, and he keeps getting on the television, you know, trying to be this political pundit, and he's always wrong. And that's the well, way. But he claimed the same as Bush, but those years are over. Now, I heard, if I may say something, I heard something on the Savage Nation that they kind of had Trump boxed in because Hillary's a woman, and then uh, the narrator, he was a black man. So whichever one he went after, he'd been going after a woman or a black man. So they had him kind of set up for him. Well, well that's, that's a good that's, point. That's uh, what they said about him. Not to sound racist right, you know, or sexist or, you know, what, what do they yeah. call him, a misogynist? They call him a misogynist all the time. Well, and that's what they did to Romney, too. They put Romney up against Obama, and then, you know, and anything that he said against Obama was going to be a racial slur. So that's one of their oh, yeah. that's one of their strategies. That's one of their strategies. It's it's very typical. You've got to expect something like that. You can't let that. I mean, Trump has never let political correctness stop him before. Why all of a sudden is he going to all of a sudden turn into a politically correct person? Well, let me, let me throw something out to you, okay? Let let me throw something yeah. out to you. This ball game that we saw Monday night is different from the primaries. In the primaries, he's competing with all sorts of people, and his brashness says what he thinks, not afraid of anybody. Oh, my gosh, that was freaking, that was awesome, brilliant strategy, okay? Now, in this position that he's in right now, Pretty much the Republicans have already made up their mind, okay? You got your split. I mean, we're at 50-50 about. I don't know how this happens between the R's and D's. It's always, a, oh, it's a close race. Oh, it's a close race. Anyway, um, yeah, that way there's no third party that will ever emerge. Oh, it's a close race. Anyway, but in this, in this situation, he has to win over the independents and some Democrats. Yes. And so yeah. he has to change his strategy completely. And the other thing I think he did strategically, and maybe maybe this is what he did, because he's his own man. He would have just said, oh, forget it, uh, Mr. Previous. I'm doing my own thing. He's done that all through the primary. What he may have done is show Hillary some grace Take a bunch of punches deliberately as she was he was attacking him. Of course, he would defend himself to win over those to, to win over women to win over women where women are like, oh, he's such a womanizer and he's a woman hater and like, no, look, Hillary just beat the crap out of him. That is different, isn't it? Oh yeah, there's different, completely different dynamic. If it was a man. He can go at it, go for the throat, go for the juggler, kick him in the casinos, whatever, okay? It's, it's, you can have a, a, a uh-huh. back alley fight up there on the stage. But with a woman, the dynamics are completely different, and maybe he was Well, that's advised. a pretty sexist, misogynist, uh, prehistoric uh, way of, of seeing it, Kelly. Well, I just came out of my man I'm good. I'm, I'm joking with you, man. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm joking with you, but I can hear people saying that. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like this, you know, if you look at a relationship, 
it doesn't matter what the woman does. If you show up on a husband-wife scenario and the husband's just yelling and screaming at the uh, wife, the man is completely in the wrong no matter what it was. Us guys, we can't do anything right, even though, you know, she may have been completely mean and, and did whatever she wanted to him. Uh, when the public sees a man just yelling at his wife, man, the, the, the husband is just doesn't matter what the wife did to deserve it. So, <laughs> very... It still does. I think that, I, I agree. I think that still holds true. I think we really still have that mindset. Not that I disagree with it per se, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that still is instilled. Is still instilled in us. <laughs> yeah. Still instilled. Still. <laughs> anyway, well, that's it for me for now. Until we get to election fraud update, but. Um, and, and I definitely want to get to that, but but I want to hear from the ladies on your comments. Uh, because, I mean, we're pretty much well split, you know, on, on the show here between male and female. I think we're still more males here. But what do you think? Uh, I'm going to hear from uh, you, Susan and Kelly. Uh, Kelly. Susan and Cindy. <laughs> but what do you think about uh, what, what do you think about Kelly's analysis? <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you what I uh, taught my son. He just got married. And they get along really great. And, uh, I mean, he just got married, literally a, a couple of weeks at the most. And uh, she's a wonderful girl. I love to have her as my daughter-in-law. <clears throat> but um, she posted something on <laughs> um, he He made fun of her football team, the Minnesota Vikings. He put a mem up that made fun of it. And that's her team. And she said, F you and F the horse you rode in on. <laughs> And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he said, I love you anyway, honey, <laughs> and I thought, that's for boy, <laughs> but um, I can see where she would get irritated, I don't like the Vikings particularly, but, you know, I'm a Seahawks fan, but, you know, um, I told her at the wedding, I said, I'll tell you what I told him from the time he was a boy, little boy. You better treat your girlfriend right. You better treat your wife right when you get married because if not, your mother is going to come kick your ass. <laughs> and I said, you just call me. Because bars because the against the dark. She's in the A-word. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. And then if she's bad to him, then I can say something to her too. But um, he's very good to her. He gets a little gift. He compliments her. And so I think she's uh, you know, in their vows, he said, I will even share those french fries of mine that I ordered that you won't order. <laughs> that's the way it should be. That's interesting, Val. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, hey, what? French fries? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, you know, hey, it was an interesting wedding, and they were a beautiful couple. I posted a picture of me, and he gave his mother a kiss and danced with her, and it was really awesome, you know. I'm just excited, you know. His his uh, his mother-in-law came, just come up to me and goes, "I got a son, I got a son." And she has a son, but she was talking about my son. And I just look at her and goes, "Well, I got a daughter, I got a daughter." And we were just, you know, we're just both bubbling over. We were very happy with with the choices they made. And uh, I told her, you know, like, "You're you're my daughter. You're my daughter by law. You're not an in-law. You're by you're my daughter." And and this is how it should be. They should love each other. That won't be things won't be perfect. You'll occasionally disagree. And I don't think the woman's always right, Kelly. 
you know, but um, I do think when you scream and yell and rant and rave at a woman, I mean, wow. really try to be controlling, really try to be controlling the point where it's, you know, um, the other way. Not because I'm not a women's liver. I'm, I'm more like Phyllis Shaftley. I believe your way. But I don't, I believe you should treat your wife good too. And I, I brought oh, my yeah. son up to do that. I brought my son up to do that, and I'm proud of that fact. Wow. Well, congratulations there, uh, getting your son married. You know, marriage is a good institution if you want to be institutionalized. And, um, <laughs> you know, all... <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm having second thoughts about it myself. <laughs> well, the other, the other thing is all marriages have dysfunction, so I hope to put the fun in the middle of dysfunction. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, Kelly... Uh, I don't know. Is it is it true? It, it, if a man is in the middle of the forest and there's no one around him to hear him, and he's talking, is he still wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can send one man in the forest, I wouldn't that, by the way. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if, uh, well, actually, yeah, I actually have for directions. I actually do. Okay. <laughs> Well, oh, how about that? Oh my yeah. gosh, I missed I missed a whole meeting one time because my husband would not stop and ask directions. We drove around for an hour and a half, and he would not stop for directions, and we missed the whole meeting. Can you believe that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my. That's what I'm married to. But anyway, I, I don't have a problem with people that are, you know, slightly male chauvinist. I do agree that if a woman is doing the same job that a man is and she's doing just as well at it, she ought to get paid the same amount. Um, now, I, you know, there was a time when the reason women weren't paid as much was because the man was the one who was supporting the family and it was considered very important to make sure he got enough pay so that he could take care of his family and the woman's pay was just like a second income. It was extra on the top. These days, um, every, most every family needs a second income to survive. So um, I think it's just important. I think it's just as important now that a woman gets paid what she needs, uh, what what she's worth, uh, as a man. Uh, it's it's quite necessary that she brings home a paycheck in in most instances these days. Oh yeah. Um, well, so. What do you think about Trump in that position he's in with a woman um, there debating? Oh, I, I I agree with you. It's it's a really it's a it's like a no win situation because if he if he takes her down, he's gonna you know he's gonna look like a you know a bully. Bill. But you know what? Uh, you know what? She you knows. Can't take it like a man. Yeah, exactly. See, I don't have any respect yeah, for a woman one. who doesn't. <laughs> I don't have any respect for a woman who doesn't know how to stand up for herself. When you look at women that are get that are getting abused at home, and 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 they're just keep on taking abuse because they don't know what to do or they're scared of leaving their husband or whatever. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for them. People, there is so many organizations out there now that'll hide you, that will take you completely away from your husband. You, they can even give you a new life somewhere, you know. So I don't. I don't really, I don't have a whole lot of respect for that kind of woman. And if Hillary would stand up there and allow Donald Trump to put her down or, uh, you know, to to um, 
attack her as a woman as her for her womanhood if she if she stood there and allowed that then she doesn't belong in our, in, as in our presidency because she's going to get that from from muslim nations she's going to get it from the communists you think putin's going to have any respect for that woman absolutely not yeah. donald donald trump is so right when he says the rest of the world does not respect us they didn't respect Obama because he was weak. They'll respect her even less because she's even weaker. So for her, you know, for her to stand there and act like she's being beat up by this man, for her to claim that in the news media is just admitting that she can't deal with those people out there in the, in the world, those diplomats in the world that are going to treat her the same or worse, a lot worse. And then she's a politician. I may say something. Uh, she's a politician. She knows how all the threats. And then if he really going after her, and then poor uh, Hillary didn't beat up, and then Lester Holt comes in, and then if he starts yelling at Lester Holt, then he's being a racist bust of uh, being mean <laughs> to women or whatever they call him. So he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Lose well, poor little girl. You know, well, I, I, I want to add, add a thought quick. If I, the next debate, if I was Trump, well, first thing I'd do, I'd say you're fired. But, all right, if I was Trump, <laughs> I'd start out by saying, well, in this, you know, I want to introduce to Hillary a little bit of strategy tonight. I know last debate I was very nice and kind of taking some accusations, defending myself, of course. But I want to go ahead and test you a little bit. I'm going to be a little tougher on you, and I hope. I really hope you defend yourself very well and you stand up strong and tough because as the President of the United States, you're, if you win, you're going to be um, in front of Muslims, Muslim nations, and they don't respect women. But if I test you here, maybe we can prove to the American people that you're going to stand up tough and strong and defend yourself and prove to America, put the concerns away about a woman president. Right here, right now. So I want to test you tonight, just to let you know. Come on, she beat her husband up when she found out what he did. He had a black eye, and I don't remember what else. So she's capable. Man, she beats up. She's got a temper, man. Did you catch the subtleties yeah. I just threw in there? Did you catch the subtleties I just threw in there? Well, sort of, yeah. Well, the subtleties are, look, you know, you're going to be, if, if you become president, you're going to have to stand in front of a Muslim nation they don't respect women. And yeah. testing you for the benefit of America should you win. A little subtly there. Hey, Kelly. Yeah. Is there, is there a way to ask that question without posing the assertion that she possibly could be a president? Like saying, well, during the time that you were Secretary of State, were you able to discuss with blah, blah, blah from that standpoint. So then it makes them question whether she can work, but doesn't really promote her. Well, you could bring Good it up point. later, too. But the whole point Good of point. You're, setting, you're setting the stage for that subtle thing, here's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to test you. You've taken the focus off of Donald being a woman hater, as the left will make him, and you put it on her that we have to test this woman against Muslims. Um, you, you set the stage. Now he could bring that up later. Hey, Secretary of State, how did it go with, you know, Abdul Al Adad, Imam Muhammad, uh, you know, however you say their names? <laughs> 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 you know, I heard it didn't go too well. 
I already walked all over you. You can bring it up later. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to psychologically suggest the promotion to president for her at all, any bit whatsoever. But I would well, like to figure out another way to ask that same question to get to the same point without the promotion. You missed another subtlety, though, in that introduction. For the benefit of America, this isn't about Trump. So there's two subtleties in there. I mean, I just kind of made it up off the top of my head. But yeah, but I is, think it's a great idea. I just don't think that the majority of most people, like Cindy was saying earlier, really pay attention to politics at the level that you might. So the majority of most people are going to think, oh, he's telling her she's going to be president by just asking that question. When you say, if if you're president, let's test you. There's also another subtlety in this, well, not a subtlety, but if you're a, I, I like I don't like using this uh, term, but low information voter. They're aware of the Muslim issue, and it poses a good uh, a, a good forecast. A good hey, here's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to be tougher on you. You know, um, that's that's just, I call it, call it, yeah, call it a brain fart. But I just I just thought I threw it out. But I still want to hear uh, Susan's thoughts as far as this unique position that. Trump is in. Hmm? Uh, we had cities in on the, uh, like, uh-huh. uh, the um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, we had cities in on that unique position that Trump's in against Hillary. About to see what Susan has to say. Oh, oh unique position he's in. Well. Yeah. Uh, He's, you know, they. When it comes to something like the podium, it don't matter if you're on a debate team in high school. They don't care if it's women and and uh, girls and guys mixed. You have to state your position and state your what you believe in. Doesn't matter. You can't show favoritism to age, gender, um, anything like that. Faith. You have to state your facts, plain and simple. And so he. I don't think he's in a unique position. He just has to say what he believes in. He has to state it. And as far as her and uh, Muslim nations, oh, well, look at Angela Merkel. I just wrote a blog article on Germany. She's debulled most of them. Hello, we're in Bard's Logic After Dark. Um, she's debulled <laughs> most of the German men. Most of the German men. She has. And she stands there putting her arms around him, flirting in the camera. I've got pictures I've looked at. And she oh, I'm so cute. I'm taking my picture with you. Snack, snack, kiss, kiss, wink, wink. You know, I mean, hey, she's got it going on with those Muslim boys. And I mean, she's married, but I think she's got it going on. You read that article on her and you Google that picture. Of course, she's kissed Obama, too. I found three or four pictures where they were kissing. Gross. Uh but, you know, I mean, Angela Merkel knows how to work it. So, I mean, why can't... What? She's a nymph. Ah. Well, whichever. If if she can do it, so can Hillary. If she wants to. So, you know. These immigrants love coming to Germany. They have signs. The men. The young men. We love Angela. 
Oh, you do, do you? Well, how much do you love her? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What are you doing with all that love? <clears throat> okay, well, if you'd have read the stuff I'd read about her, you, you'd wonder too. That woman is a piece of work. You think Hillary's bad. Angela Merkel is not far behind her, if not tied. Trust me on that. You would not that want that woman. You would not want that woman running this country either. Mm-mm. No way. Nope. So there you go. Now I mentioned the word evolve. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what, we've, what I've got uh, going on here is, you know, we've we've heard us uh, discuss this before, uh, but uh, you know. Each week, you know, we get some new listeners in, both, uh, you know, some, I just said that, but I'll repeat myself. Each week, uh, you know, we get new listeners in, and so they don't always, uh, you know, hear what we've had on, on subsequent shows, because uh, whether they either, you know, weren't here, didn't listen to the archive, or they're just someone that's brand new. And this is something, as you know, I've been playing uh, each week for uh, some time. It just, you know, want the new people to be able to hear this too, and, 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 and spread what I think we need to do here and something I'm very passionate about. And yeah, I know all the folks in the line here, at least uh, the people talking, have heard this audio before and be like, oh, my gosh, Robert, no, not again. We don't want to hear from this lady again. Uh, but it's not for us, to be honest. It is for the new folks, whether uh, they were listening live tonight or listening on the uh, free podcast that you can find on iTunes or here on Blog Talk Radio. Of course, you know I am uh, referring to Eileen Collins, uh, I haven't pa- planned that audio clip, uh, and I'm going to do that again just because, you know, I really want to get the, the other folks to hear this and kind of get people motivated towards uh, towards moving this because you know, one of the things they complain about, and I know you guys heard it, uh, and I do this to people I talk with is, you know, and hopefully if Trump gets elected, he could change this, is we've been talking about the same topics for 40 years. We, I mean, he, Trump talks about, you know, making America great again, and I think our best, you know, if he doesn't if he doesn't get elected, I really think that our best years are sadly behind us. I really do. Uh, and and one thing that Hannity said has been saying for probably the past three, uh, if not more, uh, general elections, presidential elections uh, that I've heard uh, him do, and he would say, and I'm sure you folks have heard it as well. This is the most important uh, for the United States at least. This is the most important. Uh, election in our lifetime. I don't know about my lifetime, but for some decades to come. Uh, but I think this very well may be it. This may be the uh, Hannity might be right this time. This is the most uh, important election of our time. You know, or at least my time, or at least you know for the next decades. And because think about it, folks, it's been forty years, forty years since we've been on the moon. What the hell's wrong with us? I mean, really, that long, 40 years, almost a half a century, almost half a half a century? So, you know, we got to do something to, I mean, that's something to strive for. I mean, we, we, talk about, we talk about immigration all the time. We talk about, you know, the dead all the time. You know, we talk about, you know, someone's always some kind of war or something all the time. I mean, it's, it's the same topics. Aren't you sick of it? I know I am. Uh, so let's go ahead and maybe this can motivate some folks. Uh, and as I said, one of the important things that for these shows to get out to, so when you're thinking about 
whether you're listening live or listening on uh, the podcast, uh, they're on iTunes or you're from iTunes or here at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, think about giving this and the, the sharing the shows. One, of course, we want to get you know people uh, contributing, but we also want to get it out to those independents because uh, it's the people. Those are the people we really need to uh, reach out to. And some, I think it may have even been you, Cindy, and if I'm I'm wrong, one who who did that, I apologize. But what it's really coming down to uh, is, you know. The Democrats are going to vote for Hillary. The Republicans and even the ones who may have been a no Trumpers are probably going to end up. Well, not well, I don't know if I get that far, but you know, a lot of your Republicans are starting to come on board uh, to vote for Trump. So it's not those the people we really need to reach. We really need to reach uh, those independent uh, folks, uh, people who have not gotten into politics before until now. Uh, you know, and the the independents, the undecided. Those are the people we really need to. So when you're thinking about who. Uh, you're going to share this uh, with tonight. Think of those people uh, so they can listen to the, you know, listen to the show, listen to our points, uh, our roundtable discussion. Hopefully they'll, you know, find within themselves to get involved, but also get motivated uh, towards a, you know, program such as what Eileen Collins is going to talk about. From the moment the first pilgrims arrived on our shores, Americans have been asking, what's next? We are a nation built by the passion of people who weren't afraid to do something first, to step into the unknown and to pave our own way forward. We are a nation of explorers. In 1961, President Kennedy issued a challenge to America to land a man on the moon and return him safely to Earth. And 47 years ago, on this very day, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin answered that call and they walked on the moon. They took with them an American flag and a plaque bearing the inscription, Here, men from planet Earth first set foot upon the moon, July 1969. We came in peace for all mankind. We landed on the moon to fulfill a leadership challenge and to explore. We know that exploration leads to invention, innovation, and discovery. For example, our successful robotic missions to Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto have provided valuable information about our own planet. But in 2011, the space shuttle program ended. The last time the United States launched our own astronauts from our own soil was over five years ago. We must do better than that. Countries that are strong are countries that explore, invent, and discover to remain resilient in a changing world. 
I'm honored to have played a role in our nation's heritage of explorers as the first woman to command a space shuttle mission, joining the ranks of those that have fought to lead the way. Thanks. And we are all so proud of our Apollo program that put our astronauts on the moon first in peace for all mankind. Nations that lead on the frontier lead in the world. We need that visionary leadership again, leadership that will inspire the next generation of explorers to have that same passion. We need leadership that will ask Americans, Americans will ask again, what's next? We need leadership that will make America's space program first again. Yes. And we need leadership that will make America great again. I want to thank all of you. Thank you for what you're doing. God bless America. You know, I'm glad they bring this up because we really don't talk about this anymore. We don't talk about what she was discussing anymore. There, There is no, you know, explore, exploration any longer, at least not, not here in the United States. And for me, it's a very, for me, it's a very sad thing. Uh, I remember I've got this book uh, about Mars and this year, 2016 was supposed to be the year that we here at the United States put a, you know, put a human being on Mars. It was supposed to have already happened. Now they're talking about maybe 3032. That's 16 years, almost two decades past what they per- first projected. That's almost 60 years since we've been on the moon. 60 years. 60, you know, almost a century. What does that tell us about what, what, what we've been doing the past 40 years, almost, almost my entire life? The same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And so... For you independents out there and for undecideds, you want more of the same? You want the United States to stagnate, if not worse, and and then be, you know, overcome by other nations, both in exploration, technology, the hegemony of the world? You want to start talking about something new, something exciting, not the same old topics we've been talking about 40 years? Then listen to the program. Get out there. Get active. Stop watching that damn Dancing with the Stars and all those things that don't matter. Let's do something. Yeah, of course, you can have, you know, one or I think having one or two shows, but, you know, is okay. I might be sounding, you know, callous here, but you don't need to sit on your ass every night and watch TV. Do something. And anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox. 
and uh, <laughs> before they really start to, to go off. But it does. It just really angers me that we're still talking about terrorism. We're talking about our, our national debt, and we're talking about the immigration problems. I mean, you look back and, t- and look at debates from 40 years ago, we're still talking about the same damn things. When the hell are we going to change? When the heck are we actually going to do great things again? Anyway, as I said, I, I didn't get off my soapbox there, uh, as I promised. So uh, what I'll do, and I, I rarely do, is I'm going to keep that uh, the, the floor open to anyone who'd like uh, to chime in that. I know we've uh, discussed this a numerous times, uh, you know, amongst yourselves here who are regulars uh, on the show. Uh, but this is more about, you know, those people who I want them to stop and think and think, you know what? We haven't. I mean, just actually pay attention and be mindful you know, it, and I'm not talking to the people here on the call. I'm talking to the people who, you know, are listening and maybe consider, yeah, I really haven't been doing anything. I mean, I know Kelly. We got, you know, we've got Kelly who's been, you know, how keep getting threats. And I do want to talk to you more, Kelly, about the true to uh, the watch the vote because I'm actually uh, remember that I'm actually going to be on vacation the uh, the week of the. Uh, of the vote uh, of the election. And so I, I would like to talk to you more off air about, you know, maybe something I could do for, you know, watch the vote uh, to keep an eye on, you know, wh- which poll would be the better one to go to and make sure people aren't voting multiple times, you know, things of that nature, what, you know, what to look, you know, look at, what to look for, uh, things of that nature. Of course, Cindy, you've been politically active for a while. You know, John, you're getting into it, which is great. You know, Susan, you have your blog, you know, and so, you know, we've got Jean out there. You know, I think you're working some with uh, Susan and what she's doing. Uh, but we, we need, you know, many more folks out there. And let, let's finally get rid of these damn, you know, topics that we keep talking about all the time. It's the same thing over and over again. Anyway, uh, we've only got about 20 minutes uh, before I have to uh, close things out. Uh, not quite uh, – Time for closing thoughts. Well, let's go ahead and do our, our roundtable here on uh, on this on this topic, and maybe not specifically this topic, but you know your, your thoughts on the topics we've been talking about. Not just us, uh, the political pundits and politicians for the past forty years. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll start with you, Kelly, and then John, and then Gene, if you'd like to chime in. And then Susan, then Cindy, and then uh, at that point we may be doing closing thoughts or maybe close things out. Uh, go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, well, people ask, do you think Trump's going to win the election? I said, if it's an honest election. I want to bring uh, your attention to something I just found out today. It's a little bit frightening. Heard it on Alex Jones, and then I asked a researcher to check it out, and she's like, well, duh, I already told you about this, but since you document, I haven't got it yet. Anyway, um, the OSCE is getting involved in our elections. Who are they? They're in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Department of Homeland Security supposedly. Well, it's going, you know, our Secretary of State in California, Alex Padilla, has been asked to be on a special committee for the Department of Homeland Security because there's problems in Secretary or FBI had Comey came out and said, yeah, uh, we found problems in New York, Illinois, and Arizona. Duh, we already knew that. Gee, kind of uh, strange when 
citizens are ahead of the FBI. Anyway, um, so then we go to the Department of Homeland Security to get involved. Oh, but that's not enough. We need the OSCE. Did I mention from Europe? So they're going <laughs> to penetrate the American uh, sovereignty, state sovereignty, and the county sovereignty where the elections are held and run by the, oh, that's right, the county clerk or the county election clerk and the office of the registrar. So who is the OSCE? Office for Democratic Institution and Human Rights slash elections and institutions and structures made up of, number one, Parliamentary Assembly, two, High Commissioner of National Minorities, three, Office for Democratic Institutions of Human Rights, four, Representative of Freedom of the Media, and five, uh, five, count Court of Conciliation and Arbitration, six, the Minsk, M-I-N-S-K, Minsk Group, and seven, the Secretariat. Who are these people? What is this organization? Totally unheard of. How on the beep did we ask you to come into America? Oh, I guess somebody from America um, asked them to come and help with our elections. And who, who, oh, oh, did Congress do this? I don't think so. Executive order? Uh, sorry, you don't have authorization from Congress. Well, maybe the Secretary of State did this. Oh, how wonderful. Alex Jones said that this group, uh, the OSCE, um, basically caused the European Union without really the consent of the voters. It was kind of a backdoor vote. Then you have the EU, and Great Britain had to vote and got out with the Brexit. So um, it's just really strange. It's it, it's it's co-chaired uh, by France, the U.S., and the Russian Federation. Wait a minute, isn't Russia, isn't Hillary accusing Russia? Actually, she ought to be thanking yeah. Vladimir Putin handing, handing uh, the California primary to her, taking it from Bernie. So isn't this just a little bit weird? Oh, and by the way, this group um, issued a report, I think just before June, that... Uh, Oh, the American elections are fine. Who asked you? Oh, the American elections are fine. The yeah. systems are fine. Really? Yeah, that's going to be crazy what? when they... Go ahead, Tom. What's going on? Can't we run our own counties? <sighs> Go ahead, Robert. Well... I don't oh, think okay. I was, we were waiting for, wait, I was waiting for you. I didn't know whether. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was that you, Cindy, or Susan? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, no one else was talking, so I thought I'd jump in. But, um, oh, no, go ahead. Say, this I is our jump in time. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, it's, 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 it's deplorable, <laughs> is what it is. It's deplorable. But, you know, it's, it's typical. It's typical because, you know, they're trying to give us a global society here in, in the United States. We're, we're supposed to join the global community. We're supposed to lose our sovereignty, and we're supposed to become part of the global community. And so that kind of thing is, is they're doing it so that they can get the population of America used to the rest of the world coming in and watching us, watching over us, mm -hmm. and making sure that we do things the way we're supposed to. And um, and that, and this it's it's all a matter of them, you know, getting us ready for that because eventually, uh, everything we do will be scrutinized by the rest of the world. Um, they'll the, and you know this um, 
this legislation that um, the 9-11 people can um, sue Saudi Arabia, that that is a joke, really. There's no way that Saudi Arabia is going to pay them anything. So why did they make such a law, right? Why did they pass this resolution or whatever it was? Um, the reason is because they want to get us involved in the world community, the the world legal system. See how they're going to have to mm-hmm. how are they going to sue Saudi Arabia? They're going to they're going to go to Saudi Arabia and 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 um, and and place a lawsuit in a Saudi Arabian court? No. They're going to have to go to the United Nations. They're going to have to go to um, the world body, uh, and and that court will have to set up court. Now, is Saudi Arabia going to bow to that court? Do you think Saudi Arabia is going to show up at that court? I kind of doubt it. But if they do, it just goes to show that they're they're feeling like they need to be a part of the world community too. Um, but basically that's what that's about, is to make us join the world community. Um, that lawsuit is, is a beginning. It's a beginning. And what they're doing... It? Sure, sure. Whoa, no, we got some that? Ba- um, yeah, I've got some background noise going on. Go ahead, John. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was, was talking you? about earlier, the, the, the <laughs> That's what I was referring to earlier in the um, earlier part of the show, the JASTA S-240 bill. And the courts that um, they most likely would go to is like either the Hague or the International Criminal Courts or Interpol. Just think about it. They could even set this up because they're planning another um, catastrophe here in America so they can get the U.N. investigators to come in to do the forensics inside America as a ploy to do exactly what Cindy's talking about. You got it, buddy. You got it. Well, wasn't there something that they were also talking about, uh, the electronic voting being hacked, so they were going to have the Department of Homeland Security monitoring, you know, the election or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, DHS is going to help with their – you know, Jim Condit, I asked him, look, are you saying – he was explaining things in the in a gym way, and I said, "Look, are you saying that they're sending more foxes to guard the gate of the hen house?" <laughs> and he's like, "Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it looks like." Yep. <laughs> so, so what's jumping up to? Yeah, I, have a, I was hoping they'd get him on the show tonight. Yeah, well, he's shooting a video about election fraud, et cetera. But it's interesting to note that um, when you talk about the New World Order, they they create the problem so they can solve the problem. And you get a handle on that, so a lot of things make sense. But who it was in the United States government asked for this European group to help us? Maybe it was the Secretary of State. I'm trying to remember who that Secretary of State was a few years ago, who's now running for president. I can't. What's her name? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing to see here. Just move on. Yeah, I have a comment. Uh, it's understood that Obama, that they're over, going to override Obama's veto, uh, so Obama does not recommend it at all. But if you, if you're one of the families that lost someone, or you want the right to try to sue Saudi Arabia, though I don't know how you would be able to do it anyway. 
Obama's problem with it is only that he 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 doesn't want to lose face face he doesn't want to lose face with his Muslim brothers. Um, yeah. But but he knew he knew that his veto was going to be overridden. That you can't overrode you can't override a veto without a whole bunch of Democrat votes. And he knew that, and he knew that those votes would be there because this is not a uh, a 9-11 thing. This is a politically expedient thing to do. This really has nothing to do with 9-11. And he knew it would be overridden, but he still gets to keep face with his Muslim brothers. Well, if you remember, too, in the first hour of this show, I brought that up that that they must have had a backroom secret deal where Obama said, let's use reverse psychology on the human, you know, on the American citizens, because I'm going to say that I don't want it. I'm going to veto it. That way you, he gives cover for the people that are trying to pull the heartstrings of all the victims' families, see, to make it look like all of the Republicans and Democrats in the Congress, you know, the senators in the House, representatives, to give them cover. So they can go ahead and vote with the heartstrings. Yeah, we're looking out for the victims and their families to give them the right to sue. While Obama and his clique of people around the world that want the one world government, they know reverse psychology. Aha, we're going to get them to go ahead and accept this one world government stuff with the trick of the, you know, this little mental scam. Yep. You're right. Well, well, it looks like uh, that we've got about uh, ten minutes left. Well, yeah, about ten minutes left for us to close things out. Uh, so let's go ahead and do our final comments, and uh, we'll uh, go ahead and have uh, Gene, if you got any uh, final comments, and then if uh, then we'll move over to you, uh, Cindy, and then uh, Susan, and then Kelly, and then uh, John, and then I'll. Uh, close things out. Uh, so let's get it over to you, Gene. I don't have any right now. I reserve the right to jump in. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, bring it to next, which I believe uh, was Kelly. Well, I think I still want to be Hillary because not only beat Donald Trump, um, I can lie, cheat, and kill and get away with it because that's such a composure at a debate. I can ask, and this is all jesting, I can ask some European agency to help me become president. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm i just, I'm shaking my head. I, I just, I yield. <laughs> okay, well, that uh, just goes over and gives uh, some more time uh, for someone else who'd like to do that. And I believe I have, uh, was that, do you see the head next? Hmm? What'd you say? For uh, closing thoughts, uh, for the closing comments oh, oh. of tonight. Well, we know that um, that the, the new world order is is controlling a lot of this stuff, you know. So you just have to you have to be careful. You have to be ready, and you have to know what what is going to happen. Which is why, again, you know that I'm a member of the John Birch Society, and I can't. I'm so grateful I learned from them, you know. In fact, Tom is coming over to the house tomorrow to, we're going to go over stuff. And he said he's been so busy, he can't, doesn't even have three hours to give his own family, let alone come on the show every, 
very weak. So I told him, and he says, well, maybe, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour here or there. So I said, okay, that sounds good. <clears throat> it was really funny because I was working on my client today, and I said, he's coming over to see you. And he goes, oh, I know he wants me to join the society. I go, well, your son did. He goes, he did? Oh, my God, my mother-in-law will just die. She's so liberal. Well, not his mother-in-law, but his son's mother-in-law. And he said, I don't know what his wife's going to say. I go, well, it'll be interesting once they find out because they eventually will. So he's, he's working hard to get the word out like we all are and hope something happens, people wake up instead of being sheeple. So that's it. And then we will go ahead and bring it over to uh, you, Cindy. Well, I guess in closing, I just want to say that I hope that uh, wasn't our missed opportunity. Last night or Monday night could have been a turning point for us. It was we had the momentum. The polls were going in our favor. And now I'm not so sure what will happen. Uh, I think that this was, this could have made the difference between a squeaker and a landslide. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he can make it up in the next debate. I don't know. But if he doesn't go after, if he does the, the Romney um, limp thing um, and he doesn't go after her in the next debate, and he doesn't get the facts out there that the low-information voters don't know, um, I'm afraid we could lose it. I think, we, I think it'll, he'll start going the other way. He's going to lose his momentum, and we'll, he'll never get it back again. Oh, wow. Well, I certainly hope, uh, I certainly hope you're wrong, uh, wrong there, Cindy. I sure do. I hope I am too, but I, I don't think I am. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know he, uh, you know, there was definitely an, an opportunity, and you're right. I think he did have the largest audience uh, at that time as well. Uh, I don't think that uh, the the other debates are going to be uh, as large as that one. So, you know, the one we just had. So, yeah, he, there may have unfortunately uh, been some missed opportunity, you know, for that. I mean, it, the whole time you were saying that, uh, I was thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, that very well may have been the case. And I, mean, I even told, you know, a bunch of friends that, you know, this, I mean, this first debate is going to be key. Uh, you know, I really do. I really think it's going to be key. And because so many people are going to be watching it, that, as you pointed out, you know, haven't been watching it or, or didn't watch it before. And so now, I mean, now that they are, uh, and maybe even the first time they even start paying attention. Um, and so, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see what, um, I, I wish I could, I wish I could advise Trump. <laughs> I wish I could advise Trump. Yeah. I tell him what to do. Well, I don't know why Gingrich, <laughs> why, I mean, I, I mean, I would not want, I wouldn't, I, I don't understand why Gingrich wouldn't have been the one that the coach. I mean, if anyone, can uh, coach about the base, then it would be Newt Gingrich. Well, he just must not have asked, because I know that Newt Gingrich would would be glad to do that if if he were asked. But I think maybe somebody told him, stay away from people like that, and and he believed him. He's not politically savvy. That's one reason we all love him, but it's also the reason he's making some mistakes. He's just not politically savvy. 
Like we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just hope that maybe, uh, you know, he, he gets some of the savviness and, and decides to get somebody who can actually teach him for a debate. And so let's go ahead and bring it over to you, John. And, John, you also mentioned earlier uh, that uh, Tom Hoefling, we had him on the show back in 2012. Uh, did you uh, say that he's running again? I understand he's been, he's the candidate for the American Independent Party. Okay, yeah, it was America's Party or America Party is what he ran for in 2012. Oh, well, I know we're friends on Facebook. Maybe I'll uh, maybe uh, you know I'll send a message to him and, and try to get him back on the show. We're both talking about the same party. You want me to yeah, do my uh, Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to encourage all the listeners to definitely share the podcast with all their friends and family and other folks and get them over to the show. I also want to encourage everybody to make sure and call our president, all our congressmen and senators, and let them know we want the president to pardon our great American hero, Edward Snowden, for bringing sunlight on the corruption in our government, and also to let them know about, you know, we want to keep the internet, I can uh, under our wing and not give it away to the UN. And we also want to um, call the uh, what is it? The Commission on Presidential Debates at two zero two eight seven two one zero two zero, and let them know we would like to see as many of the candidates on stage as possible. If they have a write-in capacity in any of the states, then they should be on the debate stage, even the vice president, which is coming up next. So call all your congressmen, your senators, and call that number for the Presidential Debate Commission group and let them know we want to see with all these candidates on the stage. And have a great week, and don't just share the podcast. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it, and I appreciate uh, the uh, plug as well. And, yeah, so definitely uh, ch- share the podcast and also visit the website at www.bargelogicpoliticaltalk.com. And uh, we'll be uh, looking forward uh, to uh, next week as well. Uh, we are working on a, a few things there. And so we've got a couple of minutes, so definitely check that out. And also the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.bargelogicpoliticaltalk.com. PatriotJournalist.com, and also if you are uh, somewhere closer to the West, I am planning on being in. I think it's going to be in Nebraska. Actually, uh, speaking of uh, something dealing with space, is on August 21st. There is going to be the next full solar eclipse uh, that is uh, coming to the United States, and it's literally going to be going across the United States, starting in, I believe, Washington State moving all the way across the United States to uh, South Carolina. Now, Nebraska, from my understanding, is going to be one of the best places to see it. Uh, I know there's a place in Kentucky that's actually uh, the eclipse is going to last the longest, but it's only by a matter of seconds that it's going to be the longest uh, full solar eclipse. And because of the way the weather works uh, there, uh, it seems that Nebraska may be the better place, not as much for the duration of the full solar eclipse, but for the uh, percentage of it being a clear day uh, for it. Uh, so we're only, I mean, we're literally only talking about maybe six seconds through what my understanding of, or maybe six to 15 seconds or something like that uh, of difference between seeing it. But if it's a cloudy day, you're not going to be able to see it anyway. Uh, so one thing I'm considering is 
to uh, plan a trip to go out there. As I said, right now it's looking uh, more likely to be Nebraska. So I would like to uh, invite the friends I have there uh, and the listeners who are in Nebraska or in the western area of the United States, perhaps they could come out and and we can uh, be. That would be awesome, uh, especially that would go for yourself, Kelly, if that would be something you'd be able to do through, uh, around uh, August 21st. So it would be prior or after that. Uh, or, you know, hopefully on that same day we could enjoy that together. And, of course, uh, yourself as uh, well, Susan, because I know you live closer out there, and for any other folks uh, who are around that area. So hopefully we'll be able to get them together. We should have a, a little Bard's Logic meeting. Uh, meet greet or whatever you want to call it. I think that'd be great. But uh, it is time for me to close things out, and I will close out tonight as hey, I do quick, uh, every quick night. Question. And that's with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. So thank you very much, folks. Have a good night and take care. You too. Good night. Hey. Good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.